It's the Odd Drunk Podcast, a very strange podcast, the drunkest show in the world. It's Jackson and Colton talking out of their ass. We don't care as long as drinks are poor. Sometimes we have our friends here. We will talk about anything. Anything. We don't care as long as we have beer. And if you let that whiskey ring. The Odd Drunk Welcome back to the Odd Drunk Podcast with your host, oh. Jackson and Colton. It's time to do a podcast. Did I scare you there, Colton? Holy shit. I want you to keep that silence, that awkward uh, tension that we had, <laughs> uh, that I hopefully broke. It's probably yeah. going to be a bit awkward. Coming back from our break. Yes. And, and it's a very good, how... it's gonna be a very loosey goosey episode. Uh... <laughs> Definitely. Uh yeah, we're gonna be retreading some ground, but we're gonna talk about uh the Golden Globe winners, the Academy War mm-hmm. nominees, our yeah. favorite movies and games, and our most uh anticipated movies of the year games etc yeah it's gonna be a pretty loose episode we promise we'll get into some actual um topics yeah <laughs> and interesting stuff coming up but you know what starting us out again let's just have <laughs> some fun right right just like the old the early days of the podcast actually yeah like the early days of the podcast or that weird period we were in are we still in that um hmm. I'll have to see what kind of vibe 2024 gives off in these yeah, next uh yeah, we're, episodes. We're like artists where instead of having a blue period, we we have kind of a a weird vibe period. We have we a in period awkward that period? Has, a, has a has a lot of a lot of commentaries. Right, yeah. That was a period. <laughs> That's a, a lazy <laughs> one. Uh well, and just recording on Zoom, no, no, no matter how you do it, and no matter how many times you do it, it's just not the same. We're we're getting, <laughs> we're getting. I know used to, and it. it's not like that. I'm sad about it anymore. Like, no offense. Like, I'm happy with my life, and I hope you are too. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but like, yeah, of course, it's better recording in person, actually hanging out with your friend. But uh, Zoom is just inherently awkward, though. Yeah, it can. It just is because you have that disconnect. You're not in a room together. You're yeah. at any moment somebody could pull their dick out. Yeah, I was about to say, I've you got know, my dick out. <laughs> I don't know if Colton's wearing pants. I don't see his lower half. He doesn't see my lower half. Surely. I, I am. <laughs> I am going to um say, not uh, but you know that I am. I, uh, um. I can't make any promises. I I may be wearing socks. <laughs> I'm not wearing socks. <laughs> I have slippers on, but no. Oh, socks. I have slip-ons, van slip-ons. I I bought myself. <laughs> this is kind of one of my New Year's tra- traditions now. Yeah. At the beginning of every year, I always buy myself a new pair of shoes. Nice. It just feels right because by the end of the year, I always you know worn out a couple pair yeah uh not so well 
coming up, I'm gonna have to get more formal wear. Um, yeah, but, uh, I was about to say, uh, without going into detail on on without going into detail with, with work stuff. Same I, goes. I you. also buy. I also bought a new pair of shoes, but it was for work. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, but no, I bought myself a pair of Van slip-ons. Um, just easy. They're the they're black on black checkerboard, and I, and oh, I love them. Classic. They're like my favorite shoes now. That's like the um, best. That's the best Vans pattern. The right, yeah. yeah. The checkerboard. The checkerboard, classic. yeah. Um, but Zoom, inherently awkward. A lot of mishaps can happen, especially. Uh, you know, I remember all the Zoom classes and stuff in mm -hmm. 2020, the dark, the <laughs> before times. Uh, well, the dark times, I guess. I guess the before times would be pre 2020, or would it be pre 2001, or would it be pre 1945? I don't know. Well, be, well, because the 19 whatever year you want, World War Two traces its origins back to World War One. Which those alliances so, and all that sort of stuff really has its origins back to the Napoleonic Wars, which really so pre-Napoleons back to like the Seven Years War. So so pre the Seven Years pre War the Seven Years War. would that be the before times and everything went the shit after that's the before times yes <laughs> because <Basically>, uh, <laughs> pre-colonialism everything, everything going that's the real before times includes the founding of the United States. That's when things went. The, if it weren't the for the found, the if it weren't for the founding fathers, me and Jackson would have cool British accents, right? Or at least an Irish make accent. Make us better podcasters. So, right, right. So there. This Thanks. has gone off on a weird tangent already. Thanks, no, but I, I wanted to talk about Zoom a little bit. I've been watching some like Zoom compilations, like. Uh, awkward zoom meetings and have you seen the one where the guy just he pulls out the lotion and napkins in the middle of a business meeting no um but no it's to him he thinks they can't see him <laughs> that his screen's turned off and everyone tells him to stop and he just proceeds to you know uh has it on mute <laughs> yeah uh, <laughs> so that one and it's all old stuff from like 2020 or 2021 when uh yeah, not that Zoom isn't prevalent anymore. Businesses, schools, they use it all the time still. But um, yeah, yeah. when it was just when people didn't know how it worked, and there's the one of the uh, attorney had the cat filter on during a court session, <laughs> and uh, yeah, yeah, that, that one's pretty good. Uh, <laughs> and then there's this YouTuber. He's kind of a creep. He does like these weird Omega Omegle pranks um hyphonics i think his name is um mm -hmm. but yeah i just started watching that stuff but i i i love the zoom video um i think it's man carrying thing he did a couple he did some zoom uh videos where where you're the first student to join class and stuff like that. And like the, the awkwardness between you and your professor, just good stuff. Cringe, yeah. you know, <laughs> well, but, there, but there's good stuff about zoom. You can more easily get away with drinking. Yes. You know, I you did can that do a... 
all the you time. You could do a podcast when I was when I was in school still. Uh, <laughs> and uh, even when we had to have the camera on, you know, it's pretty easy just to have a drink right off to the side of the camera. Um, right. Or when there's so many students in the class that all the little pictures are so small that oh, nobody can just... really notices when you <laughs> no pull a cares. beer into frame and start drinking it. Right. <laughs> but well, I the, always hate all it. All the time, I would just like lean off, lean off to the camera. I remember, uh, you know, the people making dinner while they're zooming, or people just straight up driving. Yeah, yeah. During yeah, class, you know, doing yeah. running errands. Um, anyways. Yeah, there was good stuff uh, about Zoom. Yeah. Yeah, there, there's some good stuff. Um. Anyways, what are you drinking tonight, Colton? The the age old question. Uh, I've got two things. Yeah, one I of got, our segments. I got a little glass of wine. It's a uh, Spanish wine. Let's see. I took a picture of the label. I don't have the bottle with me right now. It's in the other room. Um, what's it called? Uh, no, I don't want to turn on back up. No. Fuck off. Okay. Uh, Can Blau. C-A-N-B-L-A-U. It's a Spanish red blend. And it's, it's pretty tasty. Mm. Um. I got it the other night. I went to the liquor store that I work at sometimes and picked up a bottle there. I tried it because they, they let me, they do, we do tastings there sometimes. And uh, I paired it the other night with a uh, 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 Torrente Al Pesto, which is like a, have you seen Luca? The movie? I I've seen, seen parts of it two it's, boys and a mermaid it's in the Italy it, or something it's the pasta dish they drink in that or not drink. they <laughs> eat in that movie uh it's a like it, it, well, it's good because traditionally uh italians drink the sauce before they eat the pasta right yeah that's, that's... americans are known for no smothering their the spaghetti in, in red sauce uh, compared to Italians, go lighter, but it's not because the Italians don't have the sauce. It's because they put the rest of already... the top off to the side, and they just... yeah. <laughs> I I do prefer um medium a light to medium sauce to noodle ratio. Actually, I don't like it drowned yeah. in sauce. Yeah, I I, I like um, it to be light and fragrant. Sometimes I go like I it it can be really nice if you want something light. Do like pasta maybe use like a whole grain pasta or something like that and instead of making a full red sauce use like stewed tomatoes in the dish uh, yeah. so you get that tomatoy in there but then like use some olive oil and basil and mm -hmm. things like that so it's not really a sauce but still you get still get that tomatoiness. yeah it's good but i got this red wine i've also got a little bit of bourbon some old forester i think it is all right I've got uh, one of my favorites, bamboo rum. Ah, oh, classic. Yeah, and I bought it at a convenience store, <laughs> and I had to show uh, the uh, show the guy where it was. He didn't know what bamboo rum was. Of course not. Like what a noob. I, I mean, yeah, probably ninety plus percent of his customers order Bacardi, get Bacardi or something. Mm-hmm. Or Captain Morgan. Yeah. Um, or Admiral Nelson. 
Oh man, you know <laughs> if you're if you're buying Admiral Nelson, I, I feel bad for you. I feel sorry for you. Um, you're you're in trouble. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's good stuff. It's a little bit on the sweeter side, but some strong, uh, you know, vanilla notes. They yeah. say it's vanilla forward. That was my nickname in high school, etc. <laughs> How old is that joke now? It's one of our oldest running ones, and we've kind of um, been I know, ironic. I know exactly what episode I think that it um, originated. There's no way you know the I, exact episode. I, I'm pretty sure it came. It comes from our pie tasting episode. Am I right? Oh yeah, we did the pie we did a tasting pie tasting episode on a podcast. One. Yeah. <laughs> That was dumb. November was... of 2020. It was an excuse to engorge on pies. We bought a bunch of pies. Yeah. And just forced the listeners to sit through an hour and a half of us talking about pies. Describing pies. As we ate it. And, uh, and we kept making that joke throughout the episode. That might have been its origin. But we also did the beer tasting the beer ranking but that was after from there that was after was that after oh yeah maybe the joke made its first appearance the other the other it might have made an appearance in that first spooktober because i could see us making jokes about pumpkin forward beers that feels Um, that feels right and, and then it was maybe the pie tasting episode where it turned into I think that's what it may like, turn into the running joke, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But as soon as you acknowledge, well, that's the thing about like inside jokes. The whole point of inside jokes—they're only funny to the people that are in on it that know it. So I hope like our old listeners are like, "Oh, he did the forward joke, vanilla forward thing again." The, but when I'm on the, you know, it's only funny. Is it funny when I'm trying to be when we're trying to be funny with it or when it comes naturally or when it's just unenthusiastic, just like how I did it? Yeah, I decide. I I mean, I got to I got to say, so this is. Before we like get into like the meat of the episode, not that there really is a meat of this episode Um, Me to it, it's just. It's it's more of a very loose Uh, this episode. Not a lot of. You know, 2024, the way we arbitrarily. Um, oh, I also forgot to our, mention split up our seasons. This is this would be season five. What? Which is kind of cool. <laughs> oh, yeah, it would be season five in season five. Um, or would you count our first season of season zero? Let's like redo yeah, the whole if, thing. If you counted season that that for that first half year as season zero, then this would be season four, I guess. But um, okay, um, four and a half. But uh, Just round it up. We've been doing the show for long enough that we've we have running jokes that we have that have developed and we've lost. Oh yeah, definitely. I'm sure there's some we've <laughs> given up on. There's definitely well, running the... jokes that we don't do anymore. <laughs> well, this whole thing's a running joke, if we're going to be real. 
<laughs> I also have some kill lifter here because it's around where I live Hell yeah. in the valley in the greater Phoenix uh, metro area. That's all I'm going to say. I don't want to get doxxed online. Um, I probably said too much. But uh, <laughs> Kilt Lifter from Port Four Peaks is like one of the big popular beers go to. Oh, it's a classic, and rightly so, because it, it is great. And I've been to Four Peaks Brewing, and apparently it's haunted. Didn't seem haunted to me. It just seemed like nice. they had good beer. <laughs> but uh, the Ghost Adventurers uh, did an episode on it. I would oh, love nice. to have their job. Yeah, just that, you know, it's like a great <laughs> run around like with night vision cameras screaming in a ho- hotel you know uh just being a nuisance you know um i mean ironically can, those are hilarious. we can just do that anytime but they True, i guess get permission to do it and get paid to do it yeah well yeah permission is a, is important <laughs> um, anyways let's get into this so i kind of want to talk about well not kind of I want to talk about because we, when we recorded our 2023 recap, yeah, the Golden Globes haven't happened yet. No, no, we and talked about the nominations. We, yeah, we talked about nominations. Now we have the winners. Yeah. Um. So I'm gonna go through that, and we're also, we're also gonna talk about. Um. We've already beaten the dead horse of what our favorite video games are. Yep. But we're gonna talk about our anticipated ones. But yeah, Baldur's Gate. Okay, yes. Yeah, yeah. It's if Baldur's you're new Gate. to this podcast, uh, get used to it. We talk about video games a lot. We also talk about movies a lot, but we're not a movie podcast. We <laughs> just we are when we get lazy because movies are we, easy yeah, when we, you're lazy. We try not to be a video game and movie podcast, but we do all so kinds we, of so things easy here. just to talk about. It is easy. But anyways, Golden Globe. So the Golden Globe winners, and then we'll talk about the Oscar nominees and Critics' Choice winners as well. Um, yeah. So for Best Director, um, it went to Christopher Nolan for Oppenheimer. Of course. Kind of no surprise there. Yeah. Um, but you know, it could have easily gone to Scorsese. And honestly, yeah. I think Greta Gerwig, you know, she was a nominee as well, and I think. Uh, I mean, yeah, she did strong a runner up. Remarkable job with uh, uh with Barbie. Barbie, and then I think, best I think the remarkable and... thing about Barbie was not only the the box office success and the message it sends and everything, but the I think when I heard they had announced Barbie was going to be a movie, I was like, what movie are they going to make? Like, what is this? Seems like a right. extremely open, like open ended kind of like nothing concept as far as like a, to make a movie for. But, well, they uh, ended up just, I mean, it, but they made something good. I consider it just a. Uh, up, uh, not uplifting, but. Uh, got a good message and all that i look at barbie like a a leveled up comedy what's the word uh i can't think of words right now which is Uh, not good doing the podcast (laughs) but yeah it was good i enjoyed it It, uh it was a fun movie yeah 
But Oppenheimer, though, that's no surprise. Have you seen For Oppenheimer sure. yet? I haven't seen it yet, but... Definitely recommend it. I saw an IMAX, the way it was intended. Uh. <laughs> Have you seen those memes where it was like just how Christopher Nolan intended watching Oppenheimer on a phone or watching it on a, a Game Boy? <laughs> the, on a T85 graphing calculator. <laughs> Let's make it a thing. And then anyways, now, you, know, um, you know, you know how you know how people do the meme yeah, of can it, run, can it run Doom? We can need run, to, can, <laughs> did did Christopher Nolan intend you intend for you to watch Oppenheimer this way? Right. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then best animated picture, which I definitely want to see this because all of his work is amazing. Um, from uh, Hiyo Miyazaki, The Boy and the Heron. I mean, I don't think there's one Studio Ghibli film that I've disliked, like at all. Yeah, uh, all great stuff. Um, I've but it went up against. Not seen enough of them, but. And for the American dub, had a cast with Christian Bale, Dave Bautista, uh, Gemma Chan, Willem Dafoe, Mark Hamill, Robert Pattinson, just to name a few. Well, the, uh, have, you, have you heard the, the, a bit of the story? So Robert Pattinson plays the heron in it. Yeah, he's the heron. And apparently the American, I don't know, the American company or the branch of the company or whatever that was handling the American dub. Uh, their idea for the heron was supposed to be Danny DeVito. Really? That, that was, that was, they immediately were like, this is Danny DeVito. But the uh, Studio Ghibli over in Japan, they were like, no, we want the American cast to somewhat kind of match the Japanese cast. And the right. Japanese actor was like this younger, good-looking like actor, popular actor. So they had to kind of roll with that. And Robert Pattinson apparently showed up to the studio to audition with pre-recorded voice lines being like, I've thought about the character. This is what I want to do. Really? Like <laughs> he was all in, like he wanted this. I like that. Which is cool. Florence Pugh's also cool. So yeah, it's a star studded voice cast. Uh, I definitely plan on checking that out. Mm -hmm. I've not seen it, so I can't sp speak too much on it, but I'm sure it's great work. I mean, Studio Ghibli always nails it. Yeah, but among those, uh, Elemental was nominated mm -hmm. across the Spider Verse, which that's a bit of an upset because uh, Into the Spider Verse won Academy, its Academy Award, and yeah. then Super Mario Movie, Suzumi, and Wish. Wish, it's so funny. Wish was just nominated because Disney had the money, right? Yeah, yeah. It that that's one of those. Uh, I, I think we talked about this on like Morning Oddities um, or something like that, where. We were looking at the nominees and we're like, let's play a game. I uh, guess uh, who bought their way into the nomination. Right. And then Super <laughs> Mario Brothers. Well, was, they had good. to. Yeah. Well, and it was the highest grossing picture until Barbie, regardless of an animation. So yeah. I feel like they just kind of had and, to. There. And it was it was good. It wasn't like. And it is well animated. I don't think it deserves to win. Elemental, but, I think, and that so Elemental is also nominated in the Academy Awards. Mm -hmm. 
I think the only reason that one's nominated, and that's Disney Pixar, so I guess that's one of Disney's only nominations, but Elemental, just because of the animation, right? That, like, that's the only reason it's nominated. Yeah. Um, as far as I heard, that the story's extremely generic. It's, and... it's, it's decent. I've seen it, um, honestly, a few times because my fiance oh, really? really likes it. And, and, and I it, heard it, that. Well, the animation looks phenomenal. It is phenomenal. good. The uh, physics what, what and everything I'll, what and I'll the particles. Is, is the, yeah, the animation is really, really well done. Um, It's visually just a very fun movie. Um, because you have a water guy and fire girl. Yeah. Um, It's, it's, the story is cute. It's, it's good. Uh, um, it's but is very... it like Pixar emotional? It doesn't. Deep. I mean, it doesn't go. I mean, yes, but it doesn't go like heartbreaking deep into right. it. It's just. And I think that's... it's it's a cute love story. It's got um. You know, people compare it to Zootopia because it's basically like an analogy for racism. Which it is, but I I think it kind of takes an approach of like the main characters are like immigrants, so it takes like a slightly different approach oh. to that topic. So it, it's it you know makes itself stand out a bit. It's it's a good movie. I like it. I'd recommend it. Um, is it guess... is it better than uh, across the Spider Verse? And although I've not seen Boy in the Heron, does it would it live up to a Studio Ghibli film? No. But, I mean, yeah, it. Um, but it was for good. me. I liked it. It's... Of course, out of all the animated pictures I've seen this year, which is few and far between, uh, the Mario Brothers and the Cross Spider Verse. Yeah, yeah. It, for me, my vote would be across Spider Verse, but I can't really say because I haven't seen the Boy in the and I haven't seen Elemental. But if the Boy in the like Heron I said, is anything from what like I know Studio from Ghibli's Studio Ghibli, films, like yeah. then yeah, <laughs> which it'll be interesting to see what happens with the Academy, but um. So yeah. then, best motion picture drama, the winner, no surprise, was Oppenheimer. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. But Oppenheimer, I don't know if it's going to have as much as a clean sweep in the Academy. It'll be interesting to see. Yeah. I have I... a feeling Killers and Flower Moon's going to get more recognition mm -hmm. this time around, but who knows? Um, the, the Golden Globes in general, or let's say this with. The uh, the academy, in general, is a little bit nicer to guys like Scorsese. Yeah, because, and and I don't want to I don't want to say that him. the academy doesn't know what they're doing or anything like that, but compared to the Golden Globes, the academy tends to have a little bit more of an air of like tenure. Oh yeah, the academy is, if that makes sense. definitely feels like, more political. Yeah, and know. it's not that Nolan doesn't have tenure in Hollywood as a accomplished director. Absolutely, yeah, the, like he's he's made some amazing films that have gotten recognition. But well, his but Scorsese, first directorial though, win. Is... This was his first Christopher Nolan's first first uh, motion picture win and directorial win in the Golden Globes, yeah. and Heath Ledger won. Academy War and Dark Knight. And I think some of those other movies may have won on like cinematography and stuff. Yeah. 
but this but, is his first um but Scorsese is like when out of out of the guys that are still active in the industry making movies, Scorsese is like as tenured as you can get. Right. He's he's the guy. If Francis Ford Well, so Coppola, is Ridley Scott, but he's gone crazy. Yeah. If if like Francis Ford Coppola was still making movies, then he would be the guy. But now it's Scorsese because Coppola's yeah. but um I love his takes though. Um his old boomer takes um yeah he's because kills flower moon is like over three hours long or something like that yeah and i've seen some of it and it's yeah it's well done well acted leonardo dicaprio lily gladstone robert de niro i need to watch and, it. you know they they worked great. hand in hand with the osage nation yeah. the osage tribe and everything to make sure i've heard being represented i, I like that that's cool um, and Marvel also did the same thing with Echo, which I I would definitely recommend that one. I haven't watched it, but I've heard it's like their first gritty graphic. Um, I've heard uh, some people series. say it's one of Disney's best Disney Plus series. Well, it feels like a Marvel's Netflix show. Yeah, I mean Vincent D'Onofrio's back as Kingpin. Nice. I mean Daredevil makes an appearance. It's good stuff. Um, but yeah, they worked with the Choctaw uh, tribe on that. Nice, uh, which is cool, really cool. But um, but Scorsese, uh, so yeah, his movies are long. This is one of his longest, and um, he, I, I think, s- said something along the lines, "Oh, people will binge a eight for eight hours on a show on Netflix, but they complain they have to sit through three hours in movie." And I partially get that, but it's not mm-hmm. the same. It's not the same. It's not I, the same. I, I do get it, but yeah, it's not. Because I, in a I, I show, you get the rise, fall, and action, and reaction. You get <laughs> acts one through three in every episode in a show. I mean, what I'll say and about Scorsese is he's one of those guys that, like, pacing. he acts like he's totally, like, a boomer asshole about, like, modern movies. Oh, and yeah. And he, he, well, he kind is. of, like, in the media, kind of makes a fool of himself sometimes. Because they ask him questions that he's obviously going to be an asshole about. Yeah, it's like, what um, do you think of the MCU? You know, like, I the media always like, asks directors, mm-hmm. and man, I I would hate to be an actor that's been in any MCU joint where they where all they ask you about interview is our Star Wars. Yeah. Yeah. Like Adam Driver's so sick of people asking about Kylo Ren. Like he was asked recently in a podcast if he would ever if he was going to be Kylo Ren again. He was like, No, I'm done. Yeah, <laughs> I'm done with that. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> well, and he um, died. His character died, but they, yeah, of course they would be dumb enough to be like somehow. Well, even like actors who have somehow played been like, so like small roles where it's, uh, I don't even remember the, who the actor was, but there was an actor who had like one role in the MCU once. And in an interview, someone asked him about his MCU character and he oh, was like, geez. he was like, um, like he had forgotten he had been in the MCU. Right. Yeah, and was like, uh, oh, right. <laughs> um, no, but Scorsese is one of those guys where, like, I think he, I think he acts pretentious in interviews and stuff like that. But, I mean, he, he's got the track record to to back himself up, though. I mean, he he's made some, of, I think, some of the best movies of all time. Um, I think one of his kind of sleeper hits that I've never heard really anyone talk about. And it's a recent one. Uh, Silence. Yeah. With, I've not seen that. 
Andrew Garfield, Adam Driver, and Liam Neeson. Not his typical, hmm. you know, returning cast. Uh, that's a good, that's a good cast. Really good. Yeah. It's about P- Portuguese missionaries traveling to Japan, and I think like in the 1600s, and they get persecuted by the samurai. Oh wow, uh, but that sounds a, cool. Yeah, it's yeah, it's. I mean, my favorite. Of I mean, his it's is, somber. Um, it's it's not like a cheerful my, movie. My favorite of good. his is uh, Gangs of New York. Gangs of New York's great. Honestly, my personal favorite, yeah. uh, would out of his like more modern era, would be The Departed. Oh, that's a great one too. Yeah, and I think that's yeah. Mar- one of Mark Rahlberg's best roles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, honestly, I mean, yeah, I, I mean, I, even though I it's a minor wanna, role, but I need to check out Flowers of the Killer Moon. What I needed to do is I need to just set aside a Saturday, sometime soon, and just catch up on a few movies. You know what I say? I would say there's a movie that got completely snubbed in the Golden Globes here. It is winning other rewards, um, and it is nominated Academy, but The Holdovers. I just watched that a couple days ago. Yeah. Great dramatic comedy film. It's all filmed. Well, it takes place in the 70s, but it's filmed like the 70s. It looks like an old movie. Oh, cool. it, it, I don't know if they used. It looks like it was on film, like seventy millimeter, and you see the film grain even when you're streaming it and everything. And um, it's with, uh, Paul Giamatti. Paul Giamatti, yeah, yeah, he's a disgruntled history teacher. Well, at a board. he he won. It, Paul Giamatti he won best actor in the Critics Awards. Uh, yeah, actor in a musical or comedy. Oh, he's great in it. Yeah. <laughs> he he plays a great disgruntled, grumpy history teacher, nice. and the whole point, yeah, an alcoholic one at that. And the whole point of it is that he um he has to look over the holdovers, the the kids that uh, are left on Christmas break, right at this boarding school. I'll have to check and that out. There's other. This is rebellious kid, but he actually is like one of his highest. Uh, scores in his class and uh they form a bond and everything and it, it, it's a it's a good kind of heartfelt uh dramedy i would say uh i definitely enjoy it nice. it is not necessarily a christmas movie but it leans towards christmas movie because right. it does take yeah. place during christmas break and everything it's not like how oh it's not like how you would say die hard's a christmas movie when it really isn't it just takes place on christmas like let's be real it's kind of between that. It can be a Christmas movie, but you can also watch it outside of Christmas and enjoy it, right? Uh, for what it is. Uh, but yeah, it's, I I would definitely recommend it. And yeah, he's that you know he's that old strict. He acts like a college professor at a boarding school, and he you know he's super strict. He almost fails the whole class before break, and then yeah. like when they ask about um if they could retake the test, and he was like, okay, you can retake the test. But it's going to be a different test covering new material. Uh, so crack those textbooks open. And he's an ancient history professor. I mean, teacher. So that adds <laughs> more to it. Nice. Uh, I'll have to check that out. That sounds uh, great. But yeah, it's a, I, I, I would definitely recommend that one. Uh, it's on Peacock. Nice. If you have that. Uh, so next we have for the Golden Globes. So yeah, Oppenheimer won best uh, motion picture drama, and then I I definitely want to check this one out. 
Uh, it beat out the holdovers and it beat out Barbie. Uh, poor things. The oh, best yeah. uh, musical or comedy with Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, Willem Dafoe. Um, I've been hearing really good things about it. I don't really exactly know what it's all about, um, <laughs> but I've been hearing good things about it. I heard it's kind of like a Frankenstein retelling or something. I don't know. Yeah. Like it has elements of that. Um, but yeah, I've been hearing good things about it. And then best motion picture for non-English language or uh, best foreign picture, I guess, uh, would go to Anatomy of Fall. It's a damn shame Godzilla Minus One came out so late in the year it can't be nominated. Right. Um, however, it did get nominated for an Academy Award. Yeah, yeah. For best visual effects. Uh, and God damn it, it deserves it. <laughs> for that small of a budget to look like a $200 million it's, movie on a $50 million honest, budget. It's honestly the... Um, it looks better than I, any other Marvel movie they've done in the last I think two I, years. I think I mentioned on an episode before the uh, so Corridor crew on YouTube um, covered... Well, they did their Godzilla episode, right? They, they did a Godzilla episode, talked about that, and they actually got an interview with the director. Yeah, one, and they talked about the 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 design of Godzilla and some of the special effects process, and it's like the type of thing where he, the director, actually like stayed at the office late at night working on VFX type of stuff. Oh yeah, he had. It's remarkable what they were able to achieve with their. Oh, budget. there's some model. There's still some uh, model work and practical work there. Because mm -hmm. Toho traditionally has done, you know, the man in the suit. The suitmation. Um, yeah. Suitmation. Yeah. This is the first. Um, or no, I think it's the second one that they've done with CG Godzilla. I think yeah, the last Shin one. Godzilla was the first one. I think the other, some of the other ones had some CG, but. Yeah. I think Shin Godzilla still had a model. And so did this one. Like there's yeah. a scene with uh, Godzilla chasing the boat through. Uh, the ocean i think that's a model there but either way it's there was not one shot in a movie where i was like oh this is low budget and honestly we're gonna get to it pretty soon it's one of my top movies of the year like easy i highly yeah. recommend it nice. um, anyways moving on to best original score ended up going to ludwig Gorenson for Oppenheimer. Mm -hmm. Um, and then you know, a lot of stuff we don't care about. No, it's uh, but let's go on to the Academy Award uh, nominations. Yeah. Because this is like the big this is the crim the crim of awards, no matter how political they are. They just are. I, I do want to before we move on to the so uh you the saw the, awards. the the choice awards, the one that I want to mention. So I'm just Ken. One, one, yeah, for best original and, song, and, right? and and yeah, and what what people kind of um, what made like the headlines was uh, Ryan Gosling's um, reaction to it. He refused to oh, go yeah. on stage <laughs> <see that>. um, <laughs> because like people were like, "Well, that song winning over um, what was I made for by Billie Eilish?" Uh, same movie. 
uh kind of defeats like the whole like is missing the whole point of the movie <laughs> like so I, I thought that was pretty fun don't get me wrong i'm just ken is a great song but yeah um i think peaches should have got it but it wasn't even nominated was no, it not even no damn shame jack black getting let's snuffed go over to, again let's go over to critics choice awards real quick the winners uh so best picture went to oppenheimer again no surprise mm -hmm. i mean i've seen it only once it is on streaming now it's on peacock so um, you can easily watch it now. I'm going to watch it on my laptop like Christopher Nolan intended. Yeah. It's, yeah. In a tab. Yeah. Not even full screen. In a, windowed. <laughs> in a windowed tab while I play, while I play Doom while just, on the other monitor. Just as Chris Nolan intended, yeah. But yeah, best picture, Oppenheimer. Best actor, Went to Paul Giamatti for the holdovers. Yeah, he's great in it. I mean, nice. and the supporting actor, I don't know his name. He kind of looks like Andrew Garfield. He's like off-brand Andrew Garfield. No, but he he was really good into uh, the students. But yeah, Paul Giamatti won Best Actor. He beat out Killian Murphy. And then Best Actress went to Emma Stone for Poor Things. Definitely got to check it out as much as I've been hearing about it. Then Best Supporting Actor, and he also won the Best Supporting Golden Globe, Robert Downey Jr. and Oppenheimer. Nice. And yeah, he does great work there. Finally, uh, finally getting an award for something that's not Marvel. Well, if he even got a reward for that, I don't yeah. know. I know. But he, he has recently stated that like his role as Iron Man is still like some of the best work he's done or will ever do. He's been trying um, to move away but he's also been distancing him but he's not like bashing his own you know he, yeah. he respects it but he's so, moving away from it yeah um he's proving that he's yeah he's a great actor uh and then best supporting actress went to davine joy randolph from the holdovers she plays she's the head cook at the school cafeteria uh and yeah she has a really good role in that Nice. Best young actor slash actress, Dominic Sessa, the holdovers. He's the young student in that. I'm telling you, I, I'm so glad I finally seen it. I should have watched it a long time ago. Uh, really good movie. Nice. Uh, uh, best acting ensemble, Oppenheimer. So I guess that's like best cast. Is that what that means? I guess. Um, <laughs> Best Director, Christopher Nolan Oppenheimer. Best Original Screenplay went to Greta Gerwig for Barbie. Nice. Which I think it's deserved because this, like you said earlier, the Barbie movie could have been anything. Yeah. It could have been a shameless cash grab tie-in, product I mean, tie-in. I mean, they've made Barbie movies before. And it's like, well, yeah, direct to DVD the, ones. Yeah, Barbie the Nutcracker and like, right, stuff like that. Poor CG. Yeah. And it's like, so when they announced they're making a Barbie movie, I was kind of like, I don't know what this is going to be. It's very open ended, but it, I feel like most, my faith in studio executives and stuff like that meant I, I expected it to be something really, really like, well, Mattel, you know, obviously played a big part in that. It's mm -hmm. cool seeing Mattel just make fun of themselves. Yeah, yeah. 
And apparently their board of directors is actually like 50-50 men and women. And I think their CEO is a woman. Yeah. But the way they presented it, just being all men with Will Ferrell and everything. I do like... I do like... I recently saw... Do you know Bill Maher? Uh-huh. He had a horrible take on Barbie. He just did not understand. I... I don't know how a man that's been in the industry this long doesn't understand satire mm-hmm. because he criticized Barbie for misrepresenting the board of directors and everything that is oh. this patriarchal control thing. It's like, yeah, that's the joke. Get in on yeah. the joke. Yeah, it's they're they're a weird the joke is they're a weird like like even the building doesn't make sense type of corporate yeah. like yeah. Anyways. Uh, yeah. <laughs> And and and, and we we didn't talk about it, but the the host of the Golden Globes, um, his, uh, I don't know, I'm not even remembering well, his name at the moment. I didn't actually watch. Uh... Yeah, so the host um was terrible. Uh, uh, Joe Coy or something like that is his name. Um, and he made some very very distasteful jokes about the Barbie movie really um the 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 one that went really viral is he goes uh barbie movie and oppenheimer uh he goes one movie's about um is based off of a book that you know a a 400 page book about a a great american moment or whatever and then he goes into the other movies based off of a doll with big boobs that was his oh i saw that Yeah, yeah yeah and and of course and it's it was really funny because the the camera's panning to the audience and everyone just looks like they're extremely uncomfortable. They don't want to be there. Um, and uh, people were basically joking that this guy, because he wasn't a super successful comedian before he got the job to host the Golden Globes. So he basically started and ended his, ended his career in one night. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like he made some complete, and he, and he made well, more made jokes than that that were pretty distasteful. Yeah, he just made an ass out of himself. Yeah, but uh, where were we? I'm rearranging uh, my list. Um. Anyways, let's go to the Academy Award uh, nominees. Right. Yes. And then we'll get on with our own stuff, right? Yeah. So for actor in a leading role, the nominees are Bla- Brad- Bladley. Bradley Cooper and Maestro. Haven't heard of it. I- I've, I've heard of it, but I haven't I've seen it. I've heard of it, not seen it. Yeah. Uh, Coleman, Domingo, and Rustin. Have not heard of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Paul Giamatti and the Holdovers. Killian Murphy and Oppenheimer. And then Jeffrey Wright in American Fiction. Okay. I don't know. I'm not sure if Killian will get it again in the Academy, but we'll see. American I mean, Fiction, I've not seen it yet, but it looks really interesting. Yeah. And then for actor and supporting role, uh, Sterling K. Brown in American Fiction, Robert De Niro in uh, Killer's Flower Moon, Robert Downey Jr. in Oppenheimer, Ryan Gosling in Barbie, oh, and Mark Ruffalo in Poor Things. Also, Barbie got fair. Well, Barbie got kind of snubbed, but in particular, Margot Robbie got snubbed in the Academy right. Award uh, nominations. Yeah, and also Greta Gerwig for uh, Best Director. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
So the nominees for actress in a leading role would be Anna uh, Anna Benning and Nyad, Lily Gladstone and Killers Flower Moon, Sandra Holler and um, uh, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right, and Anatomy of a Fall, Carrie Mulligan and Maestro, and Emma Stone and Poor Things. I have a feeling that's going to go to Lily. Yeah. From what I've seen, yeah, she's really good at it. And, you know, the fact that she actually is uh, native, I'm not, I, I can't remember what tribe she is, but, you know, having yeah. real people that represent uh, that's great. That's what they're playing is, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then actress instead, uh, of in tri support... instead of instead of a bunch of a uh, bunch Whitewash. of executives and white people trying to decide what counts as represent representation, right? Yeah. And then for actress in a supporting role, it'd be Emily Blunt in Oppenheimer. She's uh, Oppenheimer's wife. She got yeah. amazing role in that. And what I really like that movie, and also in just any Christopher Nolan movie, he has so many stars in his films, but they're never. Like so often they're just playing their character. They're not presented as, oh, here's the star. No, here's Yeah. Emily Blunt in a supporting role. It like there's so many scenes where she's just in the background as like a extra. And then right. until it's her time to speak, there's no do you know what I'm saying? I know, yeah, I know, I know exactly what you're saying. He treats his actors like actors, not like stars. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which I think is good. Yeah. Uh, and America Ferreira. Yeah, she's nominated for uh, uh, Supporting Actress in Barbie. Oh, good. Which yeah, she's great. Definitely deserves it. And David Noe Randolph, also nominated for The Holdovers again. And now here's where it gets interesting because it's a little bit different on this one. Uh, animated feature film. So the nominees are Boy and the Heron, Elemental, Nimona, Robot, Robot Dreams, and then Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. So Disney didn't buy their way in with Wish this time. Well, <laughs> Elemental. Uh, yeah. But, but that's still Pixar. That's Disney but Pixar. But Elemental's like not a bad film. I actually think it's pretty good. Right, yeah. I don't think it would and win, then, okay. but it's pretty good. <laughs> At the time when we reviewed Across Spider-Verse, we were like, damn, this is like one of the best things ever movie of the year so far. Still is one of my movies of the year. Oh, yeah. Same. It's not my it's not my number one anymore, though. It has been surpassed yeah. upon looking back. But uh, I mean, like I said, haven't seen Boy and a Heron. I'm sure it deserves it as much as Across Spider-Verse. But for me, I can't. I mean, I would have to say Across Spider-Verse deserves that because it's the only one I've seen out of all those. Yeah. Um, here's what... No, it, it is a little ghoulish and despic despicable with uh, how Across Spider-Verse was made. Yeah. <laughs> the horrible hours, grueling hours and like slave labor they put uh, the animators through. Um, yeah. You know, the deadlines and everything. And which is... So part two or Beyond the Spider-Verse has been delayed so they can compensate for that and make right some wrongs. Good. Uh, yeah. So that is a little icky. So it's like, do you really want that to win considering how um, it was produced? Yeah. Um, but aside from that, aside from the drama, aside from the behind the scenes, 
it definitely deserves a nomination. Oh, yeah. I mean, great, great, great. Like I've said before, I mean, if you're just going off a pure animation, even it deserves a nomination just for the mere fact, like every frame in that movie is like a painting I could put up on, you know, a poster I could put up on my wall and be proud of. Yeah. Um, yeah. Definitely deserve it. So uh, then cinematography, which is uh, definitely a very incredibly important uh, award. So it, it's El Conde, Killers of Flower Moon, Maestro, Oppenheimer, and Poor Things. Um, I've only seen a bit of Killers of Flower Moon. It's got good cinematography, but I don't know if it's anything to write home about, to be honest. <laughs> uh, Oppenheimer, though, I mean... Uh, it switches from black and white to color a lot. And then obviously the shot of the atomic bomb and everything is great stuff. And there's a lot of shots that um, they filmed like uh, lighting up sulfur and uh, magnesium, like, cause there's no visual uh, CGI in it. Yeah. Cause there's a lot of shots where Oppenheimer's like imagining like how the atoms splitting and everything in his mind. And then they represent that with these cool, like, visual effects practical yeah. shots um so yeah I, I think it deserves it and then costume design goes to barbie killers of flower moon napoleon oppenheimer and poor things i costume design is kind of funny with the academy uh i it, yeah. it either goes to period pieces or like something like barbie so I'm not really sure where it's going to go here. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, does, I don't know if Barbie... Is, I mean, is yeah, this, throwing Ryan Gosling and Margot Robbie only... in neon roller skating outfits and pink and... Yeah, is that the only, cowboy. Uh, the only award that Napoleon is nominated for? Yeah. Is that them throwing Ridley Scott a bone? Yeah. <laughs> and like... There you go, man. I've heard that movie's <laughs> fine. Yeah, I've heard it. You suspend your disbelief and don't actually think about historical accuracy or, you know. Yeah. Uh, I, I will, I will in this case, stand by what Bridley Scott has said about historical accuracy doesn't need to be a priority when you're making a movie like that. Like, no, it's whatever. I appreciate historical accuracy, but I think, I think people get like these days like to get really up in arms on the internet and very angry about something not being historically accurate. And like, it's not a documentary. Like, it like nobody nobody complains about Shakespeare's Julius Caesar not being historically accurate. Right. Like, why does why do we need to hold Ridley Scott to higher standards than Shakespeare? And I've also heard like... <laughs> that it's just yeah, just a very mid movie. Yeah, I've heard and, it's and just okay. Yeah, but you know, I might watch it if it's like streaming, you know, somewhere. <laughs> and then directing would go to Justine Triet for Anatomy of Fall, Martin Scorsese, Killers of Flower Moon, Christopher Nolan, Yorgos Latimos, Latimos. I don't know. For poor things, sorry if I mispronounce. Come on, we're just two two white guys here. <laughs> we're not gonna pronounce things right. 
but it's not out of disrespect. Um, and then the zone of interest, Jonathan Glazer. Okay. And then. Oh, let, uh, let's talk about the music real quick, actually. Okay. Yeah. So this is its only nomination for good reason. Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. John Williams is being nominated once again for original score. But yeah. Yeah. You can say anything about the movie. It had a great score because John yeah. Williams did it. <laughs> yep. And John Williams is consistently great. Yeah. And apparently he's not retired anymore. He's still going to do work. Yeah. I, yeah. So even though he's like 100. Um, and then music for original song. So you have the fire inside from Flamin' Hot. Oh, is it the Hot Cheeto movie? Oh. About the guy that made the Hot Cheeto? And That's then a I'm really just weird kidding. trend recently. The uh, whole uh, movies about the... Yeah, the Air Jordan movie. You had the Tetris movie. Product. Not even... Yeah, movies about the making of a product. Yeah. Yeah, it is a really, really weird. Fair enough. Yeah. Then you have I'm Just Ken. Uh, then you have It Never Went Away. Not sure what that's from. Then you have uh, Wasazi, Song for My People from Killer's Flower Moon. And What Was I Made For, which is the Billie Eilish one that uh, is for Barbie. Yeah, I hope I just can just wins again for the meme. That would be it, yeah. Honestly. <laughs> and Ryan Gosling has to awkwardly, you know. <laughs> you know, we get more awkward Gosling, which is always good. He was <laughs> he's good at playing awkward. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> A hot guy awkward, you know. Yeah. And a Enduring attractive awkward. awkward, yeah. Enduring awkward, yeah. And then for best picture, we have American Fiction, Anatomy of a Fall, Barbie, The Holdovers, Killers of Flower Moon, My Show, Oppenheimer, Past Lives, Poor Things, and The Zone of Interest. I mean, to be honest, it's more than likely between Oppenheimer and Killers of Flower Moon, if I know anything about the Oscars. And like right. the kind of movies they reward. Um, if Barbie gets it, I would love that. I mean, honestly, for that kind of movie. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's probably going to be Oppenheimer, if we're going to be real. Uh, production design. Well, and the reason I say it's probably going to be Oppenheimer. Because Oppenheimer is very likely Christopher Nolan's best movie. Yeah. From what I've heard about Killers of Flower Moon, I heard it's great, great casting. You know, yeah, and it's a somber affair. Well done movie. But it, I, I don't know if it's Martin Scorsese's best movie. I think he's past that. Right, right. Yeah. Uh, he's... <laughs> but I haven't seen it the whole I mean, thing. Martin yet, Scorsese, so. some of his his older films are pretty high standard. Yeah. Uh, anyways, wait, let's get to visual effects. I want to see who's all nominated for this. 
So the creator, I've heard, and that's um, Gareth Edwards from Rogue One and Godzilla 2014. Right. Um, uh, I yeah. heard, yeah, I heard visually it's stunning, but I heard it's pretty mid. I've heard uh, that storytelling. The, the review I heard was that everything that in, interesting and in that happens in the movie you see in the trailer. Oh well, that's a cheap. <laughs> um, and then Godzilla minus one, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three, which yeah, out of all the Marvel movies, that's by far the best looking one. You know, that has real sets, yeah, practical effects, and the CGI is good too. Lots of makeup, yeah. It it deserves it. Uh, and then Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1. Wait, uh, which a lot Scorsese of stunt work in there. directed Shark Tale? What? Yeah. I don't know why I didn't know. I'm just now learning this. I'm just now learning this. I mean, I forgot that happened, but yeah. <laughs> I'm going through Martin Scorsese movies. No, he's in Shark Tale. He, he, he didn't direct it, right? Oh, no, no. He's just in it, right. Yeah, <laughs> well, because feel... Shark Tale's Godfather, but sharks, right? Will Smith. <laughs> yeah, I was looking there. It it popped up under Martin Scorsese films. I'm like, what? But he is in Shark Tale, right? Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's that's definitely a movie. That would be, you know, that would definitely be a one a commentary or review we should do at some point. Uh, yes, and then Napoleon, yes. honestly. Honest to God, Godzilla minus one deserves the visual effects win. Just gonna say it again to do it on that kind of budget, you know, mm -hmm. outdoing two hundred million dollar movies that look like shit, you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that look like they were just filmed in the box, filmed in the closet, you know. Uh... Anyways, let's go to our favorite movies, yeah, of twenty twenty three, and then we can uh. Uh, go on from there. I also do have the Razzies. Right. <laughs> I... I didn't... admit. Admittedly, I didn't watch as many movies in 2023 as I probably should have. Um... You have enough at least for top five. <laughs> have you seen five... Maybe, movies maybe uh I um mean, i mean the standouts for me were that i saw were barbie and across the spider-verse i think i talked about this in the in the end of the year episode but the the one that was a big surprise to me that stands out was dungeons and dragons among thieves i think that movie i still haven't seen that one was a lot of fun um yeah uh, Guardians 3 was great. Um, that's four, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I know Guardians I watched... Guardians 3 was great. I know I watched more movies than that. What a... Well, I'll start... I'm just going to do my top five because it's really hard to get the ordering or anything and to do a top 10 i do have some honorable mentions i'll do let me run through my honorable mentions actually yeah uh guardians of galaxy 3 yeah it i don't know if it's the best guardians of galaxy movie um but it's definitely an amazing cap to that trilogy and makes 
you know, Guardians of the Galaxy, one of the best uh, trilogies in the MCU by, uh, I mean, right up there with Captain America. Yeah. Honestly, you could easily argue it is the best trilogy um, for a number of reasons. Yeah. Uh, uh, Guardians 3 was great. So, yeah. And, it you know, it was heartfelt. And like I said, you know, you've got to know these characters and you care about it. And it doesn't look like it was filmed in a closet. Uh, <laughs> uh, another honorable mention would be Saw X. I'm going to say it. It's one of my favorite <laughs> movies of the year. And yeah, it's still a Saw movie. And yeah, it's probably more graphic than any other Saw movie I've seen. Personally, I've only seen the first. I went on a Saw binge after this, and I think it'd be a great series for us to do a commentary on, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> Saw. <laughs> but Saw X, it was actually this interesting, cool character arc of uh, Jigsaw with a uh, Tobin Bell. And it's just a cool, classic kind of revenge story with all the twists that you would expect from a Saw movie and all the brutality, plus some. But like the first act of the film, I was just really, I I, I went in with negative expectations, not zero expectations. <laughs> I expected it to be bad, yeah. terrible. And, uh, but we we're just like, let's go see a movie. And it was at this cool, um, you know, one of the ones where they serve you and everything, which, yeah, what a great movie to be served food at. <laughs> you know, chowing down on a burger when someone's cutting yeah, their leg off. Great and, idea. The, uh, yeah. Drilling a hole in their brain. Or, <laughs> uh, and yeah, there's really creative uh, kills. Well, puzzles, shall I say. There's a lot of moments where he has to just kind of make shift the puzzle real quick because he's not working with his typical equipment, you know. Uh, so, you know, you get some improv there. <laughs> but Tobin Bell does a great job and um, it 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 even though it's the 10th movie or i don't even know if it's technically the 10th i think it might be because they did some spin-offs they did the chris rock one and everything uh, um i heard that but was either good. way uh i heard that wasn't good but oh who knows <laughs> but um but with saw x it was just like this cool like look into the character and like i was a lot of people are like oh yeah it's it's boring for a while, but I was like, damn, I was invested in the first act when it's just following uh, Jigsaw. I, I forget his real name, but Tobin Bell, just following him, getting his cancer diagnosis and him imagining his traps yeah. and his just day-to-day -day life. Like, I thought that was interesting. And then, yeah, it got to the gore and everything. And I was like, yeah, it is a Saw movie. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but it, uh, it, it was a big surprise with me, for me. And uh, it as far as like horror movies, oh, there's another one, but uh, but yeah, definitely I enjoyed it. Mm -hmm. Another one would be Evil Dead Rise. Um, right, right. Really fun. Completely captured the energy and the cinematography and the vibes of the original Evil Dead's with the shots and like uh, the camera zooming in Sam Raimi uh, style. And Sam Raimi and Bruce Campbell were executive producers on this. Uh -huh. um, but, you know, in the new setting, in the L.A., dilapidated L.A. apartment, uh, great stuff. Uh, and it goes crazy. 
It has some of that sick sense of humor that Evil Dead's always known for, but it's a little bit scarier than the other ones and gorier. Uh, great stuff. And I thought uh, the actress, uh, the antagonist, I believe her name was, uh, I think the actress is Elisa Sutherland. Great job as the demon-possessed mom, like the physical acting she put in there and yeah. Yeah, the voices and the creepiness is a really good job. I, I have um, to I have to mention real quick because I'm just I'm scrolling through movies and I'm looking at this. Uh I I think there needs to be an honorable mention at the Academy Awards for Nicolas Cage because he was in six movies this year. Is that higher than average? That's a lot of movies. Well, he, you know how he was kind of in the Flash, right? Cameo. Yeah, that that's apparently the Flash, but he filmed a whole scene for that movie, and all they ended up using was a scan of his face, and he had no fucking idea what was he, happening. He appeared. Nicholas Cage appeared in six different movies in 2023. Only one of them was not as a major role. Flash. Yeah, I would assume. But that's Nick Cage. Kind of is a good actor. That's impressive. Though. He actually is. He's been in some damn good movies recently. He's uh, been he's been really busy the last couple of years. Mandy, for instance, that oh, movie yeah. was fucking nuts. I loved it. It was just such a psychedelic, horrible trip, <laughs> nightmare movie. But it was really it was done well. Uh, yeah. I remember when we. Bl- got blackout drunk while trying to watch that movie. Oh, yeah. We fell asleep before any of the fighting or cool shit happened. Yeah. <laughs> At least I did. <laughs> I did too, yeah. Was... We'll, we'll have to watch that one. But um, yeah, Nick Cage, of course. Um, but that's enough with honorable mentions. Well, Super Mario Brothers, kind of. I mean, I had a fun time with it. Yeah, that, that uh, was a fun movie. I wouldn't ever call it like you know, I'd really award worthy, but it was good. I'd watch it again. I if, don't understand the hate. If someone was like, "Hey, you want to you want to have a few beers and watch Super Mario?" I sure. Sounds like it's a an hour time. and a it's a ninety minute flick. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> like, I don't understand the hate for it. I get the dis. I get that if you can be disinterested in it, it's like that's fine. It's obviously it's a children's movie. Uh-huh. Mario Brothers, so you have to like Mario to like it, but most normal people like Mario to a degree, I would yeah. say. Um, <laughs> but, you know, yeah. Another honorable mention, and damn, this almost squeezed its way. It's really hard for me to make a top five list, honestly. So I'm just going to talk about my favorite movies. They're not honorable mentions. I'll talk about my top three, I guess, when I get there. Yeah. Uh, Ninja, uh, T Mutant Mayhem, the new uh, Ninja Turtles movie. Uh huh. Loved it. It's a real fun time. Uh, you know they got actual uh, teenagers to voice the Ninja Turtles, and um, I love the art style. And yeah, I definitely took you know. Uh, notes from a, you know, like Spider-Verse and everything. Just as Puss in Boots did. But mm. honestly, I'm glad because Spider-Verse has shown you can actually make something artistically 
interesting to look at and it doesn't just have to be what pixar has been doing for a while uh and obviously it looks like pixar shifted gears with elemental where it's just like their high-end cg like it yeah. could be cartoony but it's also like high fidelity and realistic at the same time and it's just kind of bland yeah um but then stripping everything down and blending 2D animation and 3D animation and cell shading and all that. And like the Mutant Mayhem, the whole movie has, it looks like it was from a Eastman and Lard Ninja Turtles comic book. Yeah. Yeah. Just really cool stuff. Uh, uh, I will throw out. Um, and I'm a huge was... Ninja Turtles guy. So obviously it's going to be yeah. uh, pretty hard. I will, I will throw it's too late. You know, it came out too late to really be included in, in nominations and stuff. Um, but Wonka is 20. What did come out in 2023? Well, actually going by my list, I just put up uh, a few minutes before recording. It's my number five. Yeah. I like in fact, it a It's lot. kind of a, it's a toss up between Wonka and Barbie for me on my list. Right, yeah. I thought Wonka was uh, fun. I think I thought it was I loved it. I, I mean, mean I, I I could talk about it longer, but I think my main takeaway was I expected it to be a soulless nostalgia cash grab and it wasn't. And it wasn't. It had a yeah. lot of heart. It it was yeah, fun. Timothy Chalamet, yeah, he's not as edgy and uh unhinged as uh Gene Wilder, but he's got real yeah, and he's not Char- as I like as, his charisma, and he's not as aggressively uncomfortable as Johnny Depp was, right? But go, he, I like his character. Watch, I like his um the. Uh, I like his charisma. I like his vibe. The Johnny Depp, uh, Wonka. Oh yeah, that's because yeah, yeah. <laughs> they they talk about so, the um, uncomfortableness of Johnny Depp yeah. in that movie. Uh, but no, I enjoyed Timothy Chalamet's, uh, or is it Timothy Chalamet? He said no one pronounces it right. He doesn't bother to correct people. So, if he's yeah. not going to correct us, then we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna pronounce it however we like, Jackson. Uh, uh, but Mr. anyways, Timothy Chalamet, Chalamet. I thought, Mr. Chalamet, if you want to reach out to us and correct us, feel free to, and then we will pronounce it correctly. But you and uh, Kylie Jenner are. But but until or... until but, then, um, it's Timothy. Timothy, I think that actually Timothy, is how you pronounce Timothy. it. Timothy, Chalmit, yeah, Chalmit. <laughs> um, but no, I, 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 I believed in him. He was earnest, but also had some mischievous there. And I just liked his character, his portrayal, and you know, just as a young and excited Wonka, one that's not burnt out by capitalism and by running a business, <laughs> and you know, just wanting to hand it over. Um. And yeah. yeah, all the, I thought it was just, yeah, is it, it gets corny here and there. I mean, it is a musical, uh, but I thought it was earnest. I thought it was a, just a fun movie. And it also had, you know, good emotional bits, you know, like pure imagination. It's nostalgic and it's yeah. like in a more emotional version and it fits with the story. Um, yeah. And I think most of the music is good. It doesn't catchy. try too it's hard. It's just a fun to ride. Do to do the thing where they in like nostalgia bait movies where they they have make a big deal about showing the origin of that one thing that you recognize from the original I mean, movie it kind of does it does that it does it a bit 
it shows him the spoiler he it shows like a time lapse of him building the gene wilder factory but like and there's the oompa loompa like the grant who didn't care about it or whatever a lot of those moments they just like they don't show the origin of some candy that he has in the original thing they just he just they do new things he just has has new original ideas in him making candy and you can you can connect the dots on well, and he's in a barrio you know, and, a, uh, and he, it's fun seeing him as an indentured servant you know yeah. in a barrio working at a laundromat <laughs> they they, they um, resisted the the temptation to do like to have like a post-credit scene with charlie or you know or, or Right, stuff yeah, like that they just they just they they trusted the audience to connect the well audience. they did a good job of not stepping on the gene wilder version i mean yeah. yeah it is a little ghoulish how they announced they were doing a new wonka movie after gene wilder passed away because he said he never wanted a prequel or a sequel uh but it doesn't feel like a direct it's just a another wonka movie that's actually earnest and i i, I don't know i think gene wilder would actually I think he would actually maybe like it. Also, I also, I got to point out that he, in the movie, he is dressed exactly the same as Gonzo in Muppet's Christmas Carol. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, exactly. Like, like, hold on. Let me screen. I know what you're talking about. You can yeah. screen share it. Yeah, screen share is not enabled. But anyway, yeah. It's, it's. I know what you're talking about. It's down to like the scarf, like the details. It's it's hilarious. <laughs> uh, so yeah, Wonka. I definitely enjoyed it, and it was a surprise for me. I did not going go in to expect enjoying it. I yep. just kind of went because we had we got movie tickets as a Christmas gift, and uh, and my girlfriend was like, "You want to see Wonka? We're gonna see Wonka." Okay. Yeah, no, I, I I had not planned on seeing it. That uh, I saw it because uh, me and my uh, partner just had a uh, the day off together. It was Martin Luther King Day, so we both had were off from work. So I was like, "You want to go? Oh, you bastard! You want to go <laughs> see a movie?" Already missed my first holiday, and she was like, "Yeah, let's go see Wonka." <laughs> but yeah, I really enjoyed it. Uh, in in fact, so much that it, and now, yeah, recency biases. You know, I mean, that's kind of hard to eliminate any bias, but actually stacking it against movies. If if it's a movie, I generally, I mean, if you just know when it's a good movie. I mean, yeah, I mean, when you're sitting in the theater, I mean, it. it if you're enjoying it or not. Now, I will also say. The more rewatches I give to a movie also contributes to my rating system. Yeah, and uh, I kind of have a controversial number one pick, but uh, well, it's, I, I guess it's not too controversial. Uh, but uh, number four for me would be Barbie. Hmm. Um. Yeah, that's another one where I kind of I didn't have the best expectations. I didn't have bad expectations, but. I was just like, oh, that'd be fun. Yeah, I mean, like yeah, I, and it I was a fun movie. It had real commentary. My and... favorite movies of the year are, it's not, I'm not talking about necessarily movies that I thought were objectively the best, but I'm just like, these are movies that I genuinely 
had a good time with. That's why I included yeah. the Dungeons and Dragons Among Thieves because that's a movie I kind of like. It looked kind of fun, but I heard mixed reviews. I watched it for free on streaming, and oh, nice! Genuinely, was surprised by it. I was I I, I finished the movie credits roll. I was like, that was a good time. I really liked that. Like, it's not. It looks know, like a lot of fun. Should it have been nominated for any awards? No, but it was a lot of fun. Well, there's a movie here that has been snubbed in like every nomination, and it is complete bullshit. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, moving on. Now, with my top three, it's interchangeable, really. But my number one stands. Actually, my number one fucking stands. Yeah. Three would be Oppenheimer if I don't change my list but you you could switch these around pretty easy three would be oppenheimer two would be godzilla minus one like i said mm. easily my favorite easily objectively my film of the year uh, like just yeah, from a I was about to critical say, i'm surprised standpoint. that godzilla isn't your number one right because i i love god i'm the godzilla guy yeah i still haven't um, seen it and i really really need to because it looks i i use this podcast excuse to watch godzilla movies occasionally like when, when i say occasionally like once every few years yeah uh, but uh we are doing godzilla commentaries but yeah godzilla minus one i mean just aside from big scary atomic lizard just a, it could have just been an amazing war drama Right, and then you throw Godzilla in it too. So, <laughs> come on, um, and yeah, it's. It, it, I mean, it brings. It, I mean, it feels like just a spiritual remake of the original, but not just a remake. But, it yeah, it, it just it just feels so right. And they are releasing a limited run of Godzilla minus color. It's the black and white version. Oh, cool. Uh, so if you really want to go old school, and. Yeah, I mean, I and you know, it's subbed, not dubbed. And Toho has no intentions of doing a dub version because they don't want to take away from the actors, you know, portrayals, their characters, their performances. And for a subbed movie, and I've only been to an occasional subbed movie in theaters, it did not distract me whatsoever. I was just in it. Also, yeah. I watch a lot of anime and shit. So Japanese, I'm kind of, it just makes sense to me, right? I've watched but, enough, uh, it was done enough really well. subbed stuff that it that it doesn't distract me one bit. Right. I mean, uh, I mean, and, I mean, some a couple. Well, of my, everyone. I mean, we were watching. Uh, uh, yeah. My. Uh, <laughs> Uh, my girlfriend's nephew went with us because he's a big Godzilla fan. And I told him, I was like, this is going to be one of the serious Godzilla movies. And he was like, I'm fine with that. Still got Godzilla in it. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. um, I mean, like, so, so, we, and, and, we did have to... some movies. There are some movies where you, you can't sub or dub them. It just is weird and stupid. I mean, some of my favorite movies of all time, like probably one of my favorite filmmakers of all time is Kurosawa. And oh yeah. Imagine watching Rashomon dubbed. Dubs. It'd be weird. It'd be it would be so weird. <laughs> like it just uh but uh 
yeah, my girlfriend's nephew was there, and I intend on taking him to Godzilla and Kong. And that's what I love nice. about the Godzilla franchise. You can have serious dark takes, and then also yeah. just and then it's big monsters fighting. And I'm lasers. not gonna lie, I'm pretty stoked about Godzilla and Kong. Yeah, I mean, looks that's, fun. Yeah, and there's nothing wrong with that. You can have dark and serious, and then you can also yeah. have popcorn blockbuster and that I, doesn't make any sense. And I don't expect you it to see... be anything other than popcorn blockbuster kaiju fight. Yeah, but that's what I'm going for. That's well, I, I heard the see. director. I think uh, the director Adam Wingard. I think that's the director. He said there was like they have the longest sequences of just monsters fighting and interacting in this movie. Nice. So yeah, I hope <laughs> I mean, they. I mean, if they make Godzilla talk, it's about setting expectations. That's yeah. what it's about. Um, if they advertise it as a kaiju fight blockbuster film then that's what I'm going in expecting and I'm right. probably going to have a good time. Yeah. Godzilla and Kong team up to fight a big, a big monkey, another big mean monkey. And then there's also another one that does ice powers instead of fire powers. Yeah. Like, come on. But it, but if, if, if Shin Godzilla was advertised as a Kaiju fight blockbuster movie and you went in thinking it was going to be that you'd be traumatized. Oh, well, you'd be traumatized anyways. <laughs> Shin Godzilla yeah. is the Lovecraftian. Yeah. It's the that's horrible. That's yeah, like I, the most pure horror Godzilla has yeah. ever done. Yeah. But my number one pick, and this is what is my favorite movie of the year. But I think, is I it mean, John objectively, it's, yeah. Okay. It's John Wick Chapter Four, um, <laughs> and the fact that this hasn't been nominated for at least like cinematography or visual effects just blows my mind. Uh, the cinematography is amazing. Like I said, you get the whole Hotline Miami scene, so nice, many amazing yeah. shots, and it's just a John Wick movies have always had this extremely like high fidelity, classy look to them. Mm -hmm. Neon lights, rain. It's just, they have a really cool vibe. And, um, and this one does that times 10. It's just in the action. I mean, it is legitimately one of the best action movies I've ever seen. Like it is just nice. everything you would want from an action film. I and, haven't seen it some. yet. And uh, I'm a huge fan of the John Wick series. And we were discussing possibly covering the John Wick series as commentaries. And yeah. part of me is tempted to hold off on watching it. Hold off. Hold until off. we watch it together. Just it would so be our can, most self and just so you can <laughs> it... get my genuine reaction. Right. To it. it would yeah. be our most self-indulgent commentary series, but I'm, I, I, I want it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I... <laughs> I mean, not that we've not done self-indulgent commentary. I mean, we we covered all of the Spider-Man live-action series. That's pr that was pretty. Not all of them are good. Yeah. Not all of them are good. So <laughs> we had to go through. We had to tread through some mud there. We covered um, Twilight. That was that not self-indulgent? I guess ironically, yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah. John Wick Chapter 4 just hits every mark for me from uh, what you would want out of an action blockbuster. And it, I mean, yeah, Keanu Reeves, I mean, he hardly has any line. He has less lines in this movie, I think, than he did in the whole series. But yeah. amazing. 
Well, no, he, he has lines. But, uh, but just the way he plays his character, you know, he's uh, short-spoken, man of few words. And, uh, but, the you know, the rest of the supporting cast is great. Uh, Bill Scars, is it Bill Scarsgard? I get the Scarsgars guards mixed up, but he's the villain. He was the guy that played it. He was the guy that played... Um, he was also in a bad movie, but I forget that one. Um, but yeah, I mean John Wick Four. Scars, it's Scars, the one yeah. I've rewatched. It's the one I've rewatched the most. Yeah. Well, I guess tied for Across Spider Verse. It, yeah, it just hits every mark for me. And yeah, putting it up against like a movie like Oppenheimer is just plain old. It's just plain weird, but. If I'm just going off of my favorite movies, I mean, when I went to that in theaters, I expected it to be a fun. I I knew John Wick. I expected it to be a good movie, a good action movie. But it was just like they thought the series was dead on the third chapter that they've beaten a dead horse. But no, yeah, they took it new places and it actually progresses the story unlike chapter three. I still really like chapter three, but that one is just action for action's sake. Chapter three was like chapter two. Like I know chapter two and three kind of act as a part one and part two in a few ways. And it feels a lot like they made chapter two and then about 75% way through the script were like, we need to fit another movie right here. Because it, it doesn't take the story anywhere else. It's just so more it just, action. It just sequences. acts as a way to extend the story of chapter two. But, I mean, damn, it's so good. But chapter four, I mean, it does get to the point in the movie. I mean, it's pretty much nonstop action. I would say the first act is a little bit lighter, but then when you get to the second act on, it's just action, man. But yeah. it's it never gets stale. It never repeats itself. It never repeats the same. You know, it treats its action sequences like a joke. It always works in threes, and then it gets to the punchline. Um, in fact, there's a couple, couple sequences in that film that are just funny. <laughs> uh, yeah, when it goes to the Hotline Miami perspective, the top-down shooter, that was fucking wild, man. Nice. <laughs> nice. Yeah, it was pretty awesome. Uh but yeah, John Wick Chapter 4 would be my favorite. Uh also minus one. Also, I mean it's so hard to pick favorites. Yeah. I mean it's apples and oranges. It's like it's whiskeys and rums. <laughs> They're just well, different. Let's, let's uh we've talked about 2023. So to make this more than just a rehash, a more detailed rehash of the our recap, let's talk a little bit about 2024. Yes, uh, so I have I think here. I want to start um, by movies that we're excited for. So from the Hollywood Reporter, I have the most anticipated releases of 2024. This is everything that's been confirmed, and some of these have already released, <laughs> uh, which... You know, January movies are not typically good ones. Uh, that's kind of the dump bin. 
uh, yeah. for movies. Um, but uh, just off the top of my head, though, yeah, Godzilla and Kong, Deadpool 3, which is going to be the only MCU movie to release this year, and I think that's a great thing. Uh-huh. Get back to quality. Uh, Ryan Reynolds uh, just posted a picture of Deadpool, his crotch, <laughs> and said that the it's it's wrapped. They're done filming. Nice. And um, but it's literally a picture of Deadpool's crotch. So he got it got us to look at his balls. Of course, of course, of course. <laughs> <laughs> but it's wrapped, and he said he had an amazing time with Hugh Jackman and the rest of the cast, and uh, you know that. I truly believe it's going to be a good one. I've been saying it for a while. There's no way it's, I mean, I, 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 I don't think it's going to be a bad one. Yeah. Uh, so aside from that, um, uh, we'll just go through the list. Ghostbusters frozen empire comes out 2024. Yeah. And it's like, it looks um, like it's got, so Bill Murray, Dan Aykroyd, yeah. Uh, I mean, the Ghostbusters franchise has been hit or miss sometimes, but the highs are, Hudson. are are very high. I really liked um, Ghostbusters Afterlife. I thought that was really good. So I am. Yeah, the- that one was good because, and I think this one's going to do a similar thing where it's just like, yeah. I mean, it's. It's a franchise. It doesn't have. They don't have a track record of doing two good movies in a row. No. So I just do still. It's, it's okay. all right. Yeah, Come yeah. on. So I I don't have like. I don't want to get my hopes too high, but I I thought Ghostbusters Afterlife was really good, so I can't help but be a little bit excited for this. Of course, I'm gonna be excited for it. Uh, and it looks like the yeah the original cast is gonna be playing a larger role here. Yeah, that'll be cool. Um, there's a uh, Joker. Uh, I'm not gonna try to pronounce that because it's like French. Oh, Joker the musical. Yeah, I am intrigued. I'm not. I'm not gonna go as far as say I'm excited. So to first watch they it. do a a taxi driver style movie. Yeah, it's taxi driver, but Joker. Uh, <laughs> Now they're going to do Joker, but it's a musical of Lady Gaga's Harley Quinn. And from yeah. what I heard, it has little to nothing to do with the comics. And that could yeah. either be a good thing or a bad thing. Yeah, I, I I can't say I'm like excited for it, but I'm intrigued. I, I'm definitely going to be keeping an eye on it because the Joker was a decent movie. I respected that they were trying to do something different with the character. Um, it's an amazing first watch. Yeah, I would amazing say. first watch. But Subsequent watches, you, it doesn't hold up as well. But, no, but I, I still res- the... I respect that they were trying to do something different with the character than and the idea of what I've heard about the sequel intrigues me because it seems like they're trying to still stick to that mentality of like let's do something that's unique here right um, and i respect so that i'll keep an same eye same director on right i todd phillips think so yes yeah todd phillips and he had done hangover movies <laughs> <laughs> or at least the first one 
what um, else? Godzilla and Kong. Oh, no, I obviously. forget when it's going to come out. Well, yeah, Godzilla. Oh, yeah, of course. Uh, Nosferatu. Oh, Robert yeah. Eggers and Nosferatu. Yeah. With Willem Dafoe, I think Nicholas Holtz in it. And which is funny because he was already in the, the Dracula movie uh, with Nick Cage and uh, Renfield. Right. Which did that come out last year? <laughs> yeah, it did. Uh, that one yeah. was fun. Uh, but yeah, a remake of the original Nosferatu. Yeah. Um, and from obviously the, from what we've seen with the lighthouse, I mean, the trailer was, looks that, great. Um, definitely had like a classic Universal Monsters movie vibe. Yeah. You know, good at black and white stuff. Have you seen some of like the images of Willem Dafoe? Is he Nosferatu? No, no, no. Enable uh, 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 share screen sharing. Um, some uh, images got uh, uh, released from the from the movie. Um, let's see, there you go. Of uh, Willem oh, yeah. of Willem Dafoe here. <laughs> oh, he's just, gonna be great. He's gonna be absolutely crazy, killing it, just as normal. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Uh, but it looks great. It looks good. Have you ever gotten around to uh, the Northman? No. Definitely recommend that one as well. Uh, that. Uh, I probably we probably talked about in our twenty two recap, but uh, it's Robert Eggert's take on a Viking epic. You know, yeah, it's, it's awesome. Not for um, another one, and I'm not saying I'm excited for this in any regard, but I I have to mention it because it's just weird. Madam Web. Yeah, so I'm. What I'm are we doing here? What are you doing? Um. I've heard that Andrew Garfield was originally set to appear, uh-huh. but then Sony was like, no, let's go Tom Holland. Cause he's more uh-huh. popular, et cetera. And then they were like, he's too expensive uh, <laughs> or something along the lines. And they just annexed anything that uh, connects to Spider-Man whatsoever. It's another Spider-Man mm-hmm. Sony universe movie. Spum, uh, movie. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's so it's a it's a Sony Spider Web. Yeah, played. She's from. Uh, it's it's like a a Madam Web origin story. Okay, right. I can get behind that. With Sydney Sweeney. Is it Dakota Johnson? Is it two or three different versions of Spider Woman? You have a few Spider Women. All the in... costumes look like it could be a Party City costume, at least in my eyes. Yeah, they look uh, fine. They look fine, but it's all right. I don't know. Still, um, and latex. Um, CG. a young Ben Parker. 
Yeah, that's Adam Scott. Adam Scott. Which, I like that. Um, so I, I, I like so that. it's it's a it's a movie that's a so if if it was just Madam Web Origin story, young Ben Parker, I can get behind that. Ezekiel Sims, he's younger in this than he is in the comics. I can get behind that. Yeah, but and he's then, an obscure comic character anyways. They're really a, yeah. digging into but Crash then, Heap and their Spider Verse line in the comics versions is bad. of Spider Women in it. Yeah. That takes place and before Spider-Man exists. She like, has the knowing powers, the Nick Cage knowing powers, where she knows right. what's going to happen in the future or whatever, and she's getting killed by a Spider-Man-esque character, yeah. but it's not Spider-Man, and it's Ezekiel Sims. I, I don't, I don't know. I, I think... God. I think... The way they're I'm... handling, the way they look like they're handling Ezekiel Sims and Spider Women, plural. In that. Madam Web's supposed to be an old lady in a like multiversal well, kind of Doctor again, Strange kind of character, if doing, like young sitting like, in a chair, a young like origin story version. I get it, but like they're doing Ezekiel Sims and, and these, uh, several Spider Women. No one knows these characters. And, Barely anyone know about Morbius. The only reason and, people care about Morbius was because of the memes. Because Jared it's, Leto. It's just, it's just like they're leaning. The thing that confuses me is, is not that I think the movie looks completely terrible. It's that they're leaning so hard into the Spider-Man-like characters, but placing it as a prequel to any Spider-Man. Yeah, that's just well. And Morbius, Michael Keaton choice appeared. Of course. Uh, yeah. Found in his lines. Uh. Yeah, it's just odd choice. It looks pretty. Just seems like an odd. Bad. It doesn't look terrible though. It doesn't look. Maybe uh, I'll give it the benefit of the doubt. I for, I won't. I I'm not gonna see it in theaters. Definitely. Oh, um, I'm not gonna pay to watch it. No. I, <laughs> I would be shocked if this ends up being good. Um, but who knows? Anything could be good if it's yeah. got good writers. But uh, um, um, moving on, movie I'm excited for. Uh, Furious. you know they they tried to do a character El Morito. Uh. A character that just released in twenty like a few years ago in Spider-Man comics and yeah. has only appeared in like two comics. <laughs> Sony and now they're and they're doing the Craven movie. But what I despise is they take all these Spider-Man villains or adjacent characters and they're like, Oh, and have you seen the trailer where she's like, My mom died when she was researching spiders in the jungle? terrible yeah so bad they're they're taking a bunch of spider-man characters who but not and, spider-man and pulling them out of the context of being spider-man villains and it's not that none of these characters can work in that but not all of them can like no and even venom still kind of it's still pretty tricky to do without having a connection to spider-man I think they did the best I mean, they could do with Venom without Spider-Man right, involved. Right. Yeah, I agree. I I think but, you know, Venom was an okay movie, but you think he'll finally get the logo in the third one? He has to. He has to. I hope so somehow. I don't know. Um 
But anyway. Hey, I saw Spider-Man. I'm going to have a spider logo now. Yeah. <laughs> That's probably a line in the movie. I hope it literally uh, is that. I saw a Spider-Man, so now I'm going to have a Spider-Man logo. Yeah, here's the um, quote. He was in the Amazon with my mom when she was researching spiders right before she died. Jeez. Now, that could have been cut together from the movie. It might not actually be a quote in the movie. Yeah. But yeah. Jeez. I mean, I mean, take the Craven the uh, Hunter, Craven the Hunter. Like, he's a character that he could work by himself. But I think what makes Craven interesting is the fact that he is hunting a character like Spider-Man because they're a superhero because he is he's a big game hunter so he yeah. finds what's the big game so making a movie where Craven's the main character feels weird to me and an animal loving protagonist yeah because it's he's like, probably going to be a vegan yeah like <laughs> i mean Craven's a character that theoretically you could plug him into a bunch of different superhero stories and he could still be a good character but he has to have a superhero. But there. he has to have a have yeah. a superhero to be hunting. <laughs> so, and he's just gonna fight another guy that's good at hunting. Just like Morbius fought another Dracula. Yeah. Just like yeah. Venom fought another Venom. Like because that's what we want in our movies. We don't, you know. Yeah. Anyways, uh another one I'm anyway, uh, pretty yeah. hyped to. Yeah. Uh one that I'm actually hyped for, Dune. Dune part two. Yeah, yeah. I never saw the first one. I saw it once. Oh, yeah. I heard it was good. And it's good, but it's also it, it was also kind of boring. But I think it's going to pick up more in part two. Um, we're getting a Roadhouse uh, remake. Oh yeah, yeah, I, I have heard about that uh, with uh, Jake Gyllenhaal. Um, Gyllenhaal. We are getting. I am weary about this extremely weary but in theory it sounds cool we're getting lord of the rings war of the rohirrim is it an anime animated it, it's an animated that's the only reason i have interest in it to be I'm, honest i'm weary because of rings of power rings of power yeah. but it sounds cool it's just like how we're no, getting, but they, I, I don't know if it's coming out this year, but we're getting an you animated... know, like Star Wars Visions. Yeah, if they did like a creative, like original story in Lord of the Rings animated, I could get behind that as long as it's not uh, well, stepping on anything. It's being made. directed by an anime director. Uh, he did Ghost in the Shell, or not the original Ghost in the Shell. Um, Eden of the East. Do the anime? The manga? The anime? Yeah. Um, or he did do the anime. Yeah, the anime. Cool. So he's he it's it's being directed by a guy, uh, Kenji uh, Kamiyama. So I I don't know. It sounds cool. I don't know much about it. It's kind of like how also um we're getting. I don't know if it comes out this year, um or next year um a witcher animated movie with the original voice actor who plays Geralt in the video games oh that's going to be great 
Well, hopefully. Hopefully. <laughs> because right. because it's a very but mixed track promising. record on the on the Witcher right now. But uh but it sounds cool. Um uh, we're also gonna get an animated Transformers movie finally again. Oh sick. Nice. Um <laughs> I think I forgot who they I they had I think they had Channing Tatum as a young Optimus Prime or something like that. Huh. Uh Gladiator. Before he becomes 2 a prime. Is set to come out this year. Yep. Another I Ridley Scott. Uh, don't know how I feel about that one. Uh who knows? It could go either way. Maybe it could I hope be good. Russell Crowe comes back. Gladiator is great, but it doesn't it's not a movie that I think needs a sequel. Um after 20 years yeah uh oh um what the one i'm excited for is uh furiosa oh yeah that's the mad max spinoff about uh-huh. uh about uh furiosa the um, furiosa about uh, uh what's her name uh oh jeez. <laughs> She's she's cool. I don't. I know who she is. She's uh, really why, cool. Why am I forgetting her name? Because she's she's super cool. Uh, yeah, that's um, like the tip of my tongue. I'm gonna. <laughs> You're gonna. Well, I know Anna. They, uh, T- Anna Taylor Joy is gonna be the young version. Yeah, <laughs> I remember her name. Um, in the misery, just look it up. Charlie Theron. Yeah. God. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I'm like, I didn't have to look it up, by the way. I I'm like, she's badass. Why am I forgetting this? Um, no, but it looks she's cool. It's uh, Anya Taylor Joy, Chris Hemsworth. Um, and yeah. directed by George Miller. So, and I'm a big, big fan of the Mad Max franchise. So it looks pretty cool. Well, it's hit or miss, but the new, the, Fury Road was amazing. So I think they're all great. What are you talking about, hit or miss? <laughs> I know the original is a pretty slow movie, but <laughs> Into the Thunderdome is it was definitely something. Uh, another one, uh, Kingdom of the Planet Apes. Oh yeah, yeah. So it's it's jumping off the tr- Trilogy that we that just finished off with um Battle of the Planet of the Apes, a War for the Planet, of the Apes, something like that. Uh huh. Um, and now it's gonna lead up to presumably the original Planet of the Apes. Yeah. Like I bet you anything, by the time this trilogy's done, we're gonna get to the original Planet of the Apes time. It'd be kind of cool if again. they did a remake of the original Planet of the Apes in this modern planet of the apes universe because the well, idea I think of, this is leading up to that yeah the idea of doing a whole series of movies just setting up a remake is kind of fun right <laughs> like, and they're good yeah they are yeah um Let's yeah see. i'm definitely excited for that one uh, we have a Beetlejuice too Of, I have year? no expectations for that. Um, uh, apparently, Tim Burton is directing it, which is shocking because I, my understanding has always been Tim Burton didn't want to touch a Beetlejuice sequel with a ten foot pole, but I guess I, they, I didn't know he really did sequels. He usually doesn't, and 
the the story I always heard was that when Beetlejuice, the original one, came out, they wanted him to do a sequel. And because of his contract, he had to write a sequel. So he purposely wrote a really, really bad sequel. So it just wouldn't what if it's that? It. Um, <laughs> but apparently he is he is attached to it as director. And uh, Michael Keaton know. coming back? I would hope so. I don't know. Uh, let's see here. Winona Ryder better be back. Willem Dafoe is listed in the cast. Michael Keaton, yes. Um, I don't Lionel see Ryder? her in this, but I don't know. Damn, she she's one of the best things about the new stream. Oh yeah, no, yeah, and... there she is. Yeah, she's she's there okay, in the okay. cast. This is just IMDb. I don't know how accurate this uh, is. Right we now. have another spinoff here, Ballerina, which is set in the John Wickiverse. Oh, cool. Um, and I. I don't know if it's a prequel or I think it's going to be, well, it's a spinoff, but I think it's going to be before John Wick 4 because I think Keanu is going to appear in it. And I think it's going to be before any of that stuff happens, hmm. before his dog gets killed. I don't know. But uh looks pretty cool. Uh, Ana de Thomas is, I mean, yeah, Ana de Armas is going to be in it. Uh Ballet dancer assassin, and if it's you know the same style, basically this is going to be the test to see will people see these kind of movies even without a huge name star in it, right? Even without uh, Keanu, even without <laughs> Keanu. Uh... I mean, if it's as good quality as any of the other ones, and you know it has an interesting. Uh, story then i'm all for i mean i'm all for it anyways but i i it's just gonna be interesting to see how it compares to the mainline john wick movies you're right and there's also the john wick show about the right the continental continental hotel yeah 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 that, that sounds that sounds kind of cool i mean i i'm i'm totally down for them uh, exploring the John Wick universe. My one hope, because it's an insane universe. Yeah, my, my and I want to know more. Here's my one hope that they that they do with this, is that they make no attempt to make it make any sense. <laughs> because there's like a new type of coin they introduce or whatever. Yeah, yeah because the John <laughs> Wick the John Wick universe already makes no fucking sense when you think about it too much you have to buy into it you have you have to accept that this is a weird comic book universe with a lot of plot holes in it and just <laughs> suspend your disbelief and i hope well and you have the high table which has a you know its own jurisdiction separate from yeah you know world governments and, and you know and and i hope that the this the show system. and this movie I want to know more about the universe, but I also would be annoyed. But continue to introduce. Yeah, I would be annoyed stuff. if they tried too hard to make stuff make sense. Well, I would also you know? be annoyed if it just felt like a John Wick movie just with a different character. I want right. it to have its own yeah. flair to it, its yeah. own do identity. Do something new, introduce more stuff, but... And don't just I, do the thing where, oh, girl boss power thing. No, make yeah. it interesting, okay? But, but just just go forward with that mentality of 
this doesn't have to make sense. <laughs> like it's okay. <laughs> Our audiences are here for cool action, not for uh stylish action. Yes, cool stylish, stylish. action, not yeah. not for um J.R.R. Tolkien level gun fu. I still hope there's gun fu, but oh, in yeah. the John Wick universe, John Wick is the pistol guy. Mm -hmm. Everyone else has their own thing. He's pistols. Yeah, uh, you know. that's that's an important thing. Everyone's got to have their own thing, <laughs> and that's heavily interesting. In John Wick Chapter Four, everybody has a thing. Yeah, it it's really. Cool. Well, I've not seen uh, Chapter Four yet, but I I, I, watched, I know um, but... <laughs> the corridor crew does their stuntmen react, and they talked about it a little bit. Oh, and yeah, the stunts are amazing. And they Keanu talked did they they talked about Donnie Yen a little bit. Amazing, and, and he's like and a his, daredevil type. His character. choreography Blind. in that, yeah. and they just made a point of like some of the choreography and the things they have him do, like the like the quick punches type of thing, um, is. Well, that comes from Donnie Yen. Yeah, that's just a Donnie Yen man. thing, and they made a fun point where they're like, it's almost like some of these action stars, just in the same way that like musicians have their their signature style. These action yeah. stars have their signature style, or like WWE wrestlers have their moves. I would honestly, Donnie Yen has his moves, no matter what movie you're watching. I hope, <laughs> I hope Ballerina does well, you know, well enough to warrant another spinoff. Because I would love I to see so. a spinoff about Donnie Yen's character. Yeah, because he is. Yeah, he's awesome, man. Yeah, I, I, uh, I we're would getting love for them to explore that more. Uh, we're getting Inside Out too. And Pixar sequels, yeah. not the best track record. <laughs> um, but Inside Out was a really good one. Well, you know, and they made they... five Cars movies. I'm trying to think. Okay, of movies... Toy Story has a good track record. Yeah, okay, Toy to Story is good. What movies other than so they did Toy Story, they did Cars, they did Monsters Inc. had a sequel, which was okay. And it was kind of a prequel, so yeah. I don't. What other sequels have they done? They usually don't even do sequels. Most of them are one-offs. The only ones that are like yeah. a franchise would be Toy Stories, Cars. Yeah, I don't know. Barely uh, Monsters Inside Inc. Out it only looks, has... I like the original a lot. Uh, the new one looks cool. I like it. I heard there's, like there's stuff an, like there's an anxiety. anxiety character. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I hope there's like a disassociation guy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> existential character, existential you know. dread. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The adult emotions. Um, we're getting another Bad Boys movie. Uh, we're getting a Quiet Place Day One. So I, I think this is gonna be the first one that's not directed by Krasinski. Uh, but it's gonna be. Another Quiet Place movie. Uh, and those are pretty good. Another one, which I never heard of until I looked it up for this episode, um, but Horizon, an American saga, chapter one. Right. It's Kevin Cosner's multi-film Western saga, which has been in the works since 1988. Oh, geez. With Cosner putting at least $20 million of his own money into the project. Um, 
So what I what I've noticed is generally when they say, "Oh, this has been in the work for thirty or forty years," it was like maybe an idea, or like it, that. That means it probably wasn't a very good idea, and just someone was really, really passionate about it. Kevin Cosner was apparently. Um, yeah, it's coming out. Oh, just like how Starfield was in the works before Oblivion. Yeah. There I go mentioning Starfield again. Uh... <laughs> Sorry. Uh, untitled Scarlett Johansson Channing Tatum rom-com it'll probably be straight to streaming <laughs> Whisters they're making a Twister sequel more tor tornadoes and then Deadpool 3 yes of course yeah that's I would say out of everything I know about so far that's my most anticipated movie of uh, 2024 yeah. I mean Ryan Reynolds and Hugh Jackman together Deadpool and Wolverine uh, you yeah, know, that's, interacting that's with the Fox my... universe. Yeah. It seems like it's going to be, you know, a real art, well, not just earnest. It's, you know, it's going to be funny, but it, you know, Deadpool, look at my balls, but it's going to be <laughs> what the MCU needs, you know, uh, pause on just overloading us with content that looks like it's going to just be, it's rated R. It's going to be, it's still going to be a Deadpool movie first. Yeah. You know, I, that's what I'm excited for. And yeah, just the chance to see Hugh Jackman as Wolverine again in a rated R setting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I really want, I'm excited for that. Give us Hulk versus Wolverine to make Hulk cool again. Please. Thank yeah. you. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want hipster Hulk anymore. Sorry. <laughs> and then they're making a Borderlands movie. Okay. Based off the game, that could either be terrible or okay. Yeah, I don't like. I mean, it could be good. It honestly, I mean, it could be. I good. mean, it, it's a definitely universe that could make a good movie if handled right. But um, video video game movie adaptations just usually immediately turn on red flags in my head. Well, but we've had some good ones. They've been a little bit better lately. recently, but generally... In the animated medium, at least. Yeah, I generally uh, am pretty cautious. Untitled Alien Movie with Don't Brief uh, director Fed Alvarez, uh, which, if you can make Alien scary again, if you can make an Alien movie that's just as good as Prey, you know... I'm all for it. And I heard Prey's getting a sequel and it might be like a World War II huh. Predator movie. That could be cool. Either World War One or World War II. I can't remember which. I think World War One would be even There's, cooler um, with the, uh, No Man's Land and everything. Yeah. Like imagine the Predator running around in the bunkers. Right. That would be cool. Yeah. Uh, there's uh, um, Ar Argyle, which is uh, Matthew Vaughn's attempt to recapture that's coming out pretty soon isn't it? yeah it's his attempt to recapture the kingsman magic and it honestly doesn't look good and there's oh they lost it in the last one for sure the king's man yeah that one was pretty pretty meh um so our guy even dude like a mcu style post-credit scene with hitler it's like oh yeah. it's hitler so Ar Argyle is so the the concept of it is it's like someone who's like an author of spy mo of spy books finds out that their spy universe that they oh, wrote and about it's, uh, is Bryce real. Dallas Howard, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, 
However, so they're coming out with a book too to go along with the movie. Um, and it does, it first of all, it doesn't look good. And this is probably not true, but there's a theory going around online that the book, that it's actually JK Rowling involved and that she's just isn't attaching her name to it. Um, well, for good reason, <laughs> probably not true. We're going to wrap it up soon. No, when was the last time she went on a walk? Uh, she went on a walk at four. Why are you saying it in the microphone? She went on a walk at four. Our dog went on a walk at four. She's a really cute, long-haired chihuahua. I think she's got a little something else in her. Nice. Fascinated. <laughs> her name's Coco, and yeah, she's a great little dog. Good dog, Coco. Um, we're getting another Karate Kid movie. Ralph Macchio and Jackie Chan made an announcement saying we're making another Karate Kid movie. Oh, cool. And I guess it's going to be tied into Cobra Kai, but it's still going to be like its own thing. Uh, In fact, I, I mean, really, Cobra Kai is its own Karate Kid movie just stretched out into a series. I need to watch more Cobra Kai. I've watched the first season. And... Season two takes a dip. Yeah, I thought the first but season it gets, at least was really good. It, it gets back on track with season three and I four and I forget how many seasons it has. Every every but time I've watched I, all of it. Every time I visit my sister um and stay at her place, she makes me watch binge watch a TV show that she likes. And she make you binge watch Cobra Kai. She made me binge watch Cobra Kai. And she made me binge watch Ted Lasso. Both were excellent, and I have I not. I still got to watch Ted Lasso. I have not finished either one of them because I. But yeah, William Zapka, he's Johnny, and he's back, and he likes Coors Banquet, and he does karate, and he's a he's a mad dad. <laughs> and nice. it, yeah, it, it is good. I I, I like it. Uh, and all the references, yeah, and it's extremely reference and nostalgia bait heavy. But it does such a good job of like capturing that 80s cheesiness. Yeah. It, but it, also it, being kind of the 80s cheesiness adds, like makes the nostalgia stuff work because it's like when they have like this really dramatic moment where they have a, a, a thing that's nostalgic, it kind of plays into that cheesy 80, like 80s thing. Well, and like, you know, the fir first Karate Kid movie. This is one of my favorite movies of all time. You could put it in my top 100. It's a good movie, yeah. If I ever made a top 100, you know, it's like kind of takes the Rocky idea, but makes we'll, it a we'll have to We'll have to do drop. that sometime. Do a top 100. Oh, God. I can movies. barely form a top 10 for movies that came out last year. <laughs> top No. Just in a speculative top one hundred, it would be there. It's hard. It's hard to. It's hard to do top. Yeah, but I think there's a. We're few getting movies. another Sonic movie. There's a few movies I can consistently put in the top, but yeah. Getting another Sonic movie. We're getting. Uh... Oh no, Sriracha doesn't come out till Christmas. Man, that's gonna be a fun movie to watch on Christmas. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. 
But yeah, that's pretty much everything we discussed is pretty much as all that's confirmed so far. Yeah. Uh man, not a lot of horror movies. Not that I saw. Oh, the the omen. They're making an omen. Another omen movie. And nice. going by how the Exorcist movie played out. Don't have high hopes, but uh, you know. If we right. now we could talk about the worst movies as well. Yeah. But uh let's uh let's <laughs> diverge a little bit. I think we should end this pretty soon. Yeah. But uh let's talk about some of our most anticipated games. Yeah, let's let's move away from video or from movies real quick uh, video games. Before so. we get into that, uh I've I I um uh, I just started playing uh, Red Dead on the Switch, and I know you have as well. I uh, I downloaded it last game. night, but I haven't because it it goes on sale for thirty five right. bucks, which is what it should have been priced. Yeah, that should just place. be the. Well, that's um, why that <laughs> that's why it's the sale price because it's one of those. Uh, schemes you know uh like if you go on like a wish or like a discount site you'll buy something that says it was discounted like 50 percent off but really that's what it should have been charged anyways uh-huh uh, but um but yeah i've been playing that i've been playing a doom mod <laughs> uh doom delta which intent or delta doom but basically the whole point of the mod and it's got its latest update just a few days ago it intends on doing the pre-release version of Doom, like the original version before right. release. Yeah. Based off of the Doom Bible. And, you know, because originally the plan was for Doom to have a big HUD, like your helmet HUD and everything, which was really groundbreaking. But yeah. And it was going to have even more like weapons and more monsters and like RPG elements even. And basically, and software at the time was just like, yeah, we can't make this happen. <laughs> but um, but some of that stuff did exist, like the HUD and everything. Yeah. Um, and different weapons. And then they ended up stripping it down. And we got the Doom that we all know and love, which I'm not complaining about original Doom. But it is cool uh, playing this, like, almost like alt-universe version of Doom. Like, if it... if you know the original version went through right and playing that uh as for new games go like i said i mean do you want to do a top list of games i mean that's kind of hard no right? we're, we're just, bad enough at the just, movies let's just talk uh, <laughs> but, uh real quick about I need some to, of the stuff that's coming out. i need to play final fantasy 16 again get into that uh but been playing Baldur's gates been playing uh, ready or not uh been playing Old, I've kind of been playing old games a lot too, like mm -hmm. I said. Yeah. Um, but I, I think out of a what I've been playing a lot recently. Oh, I've got um the Batman Arkham trilogy went on the humble bundle for like eight bucks. Oh, cool. Yeah. And that's, yeah, that's I have a... those games on the PlayStation, right <laughs> but. Yeah. I do intend on getting the Steam Deck, and I've been taking every chance to get cool games on Steam with the intention of eventually playing them on the Steam Deck. So uh, yeah. I've been playing Arkham Asylum. And yeah, I 
put some texture mods in there to make it, you know, like a remastered version. But uh, yeah, great game. It, I, was that also a 2010 game or? Oh uh, no, I think it was two. What game? Which what? Arkham Asylum? No. That was 2009. Wow. That game has aged incredibly well. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Wow. Anyways, I I've got a I've got a list here. It's from Polygon. Yeah, but... It's anticipate anticipated game new games of 2024. Now, scrolling through these, not all of these are have set release dates. Some of them are in early access already. Yeah. And Pal World. I, I have you seen anything about Pal World? <laughs> yeah, people are it's Pokemon with guns. Some people are mad about it. Some people love it. <laughs> well yeah, some people are mad about it because they think AI was heavily involved in this creation. Yeah. Uh, I don't, and I don't... also also Pokemon and Nintendo are actively uh trying to sue. Uh, yeah but uh here we go some uh but it i heard it actually is pretty damn good let's this like, is our ripoff most anticipated new games 2024 uh, that's so funny i have the same article ah um, down. um another code recollection i don't know what that is <laughs> well without it. going through the list uh i would say dragon's dogma 2 is like my most anticipated one so yeah. far that i yeah. know of because it just looks like a fucking well-polished next-gen action RPG, and I'm all for it. I and never played it... the first Dragon's Dogma, but what I heard what's so cool, it's not a sequel, it's not a prequel, it's like a rehash, uh -huh. a retelling of the original. Oh, cool. So for new yeah. players, you can just get this and the, enjoy the it. The original is it. pretty great. It's um, what made it so good is... Basically, yeah, that it's just it was just a really well polished action RPG. It had some unique systems. It has like a system where you have it's called pawns, where instead of like NPC companions, you have summonable. Yeah, there's warriors a lot of summons. That, that join yeah. Well, yeah, because it's combat. Join, yeah, and they join you, but you can summon other characters players to basically be your companions it's kind yeah. of cool it's kind of a cool system um it, it, it's fun um uh i forget what it's called uh i think it's the last ronin it's gonna be like a ps5 exclusive i think oh yeah um i think it's called that but it yeah it looks like a really cool Another samurai open world game, but I heard um, it does distinguish itself from uh like uh yeah uh, Ghost of Tsushima, but uh Ghost of Tsushima they need to release that on um PC, I swear. Oh um, right. I I need to play that one again, honestly. Yeah, I wanna play it. I've never played amazing it. Amazing game. But... Uh Skull and Bones comes out this year. I'm not excited for it, but I'm gonna keep an eye on it. Because it's been oh, we're of... getting Hades too. Yeah, uh, Hades too. Uh, two no no release. Highly yet. recommend the first Hades. Mario versus Donkey Kong comes out on February sixteenth. Oh, uh, they're doing that again. Is that a remake? Uh, no, I think it's a new one. 
but it's of like the same style, right? Yeah, yeah, it's like a like a puzzle platformer game. Uh Brothers yeah. Tale of Two Sons remake comes out February 28th. Final Fantasy 7 Rebirth um which is like John Carpenter's doing a game? I guess. Like uh-huh. as a huh. classic horror director John Carpenter? <laughs> Um, alone in the dark horror movie phenomenon. John Carpenter told Insider once, "All he really wants to do is play video games and watch basketball." Huh. Fair. Fair enough. Um. Um. Alone so it makes the... sense that he's expanding his Fear Three voiceover work and launching his own FPS bloodfest. John Carpenter's Toxic Commando. Huh. Zombie horde splatter competent. Who knows if it'll be any good or not, but that's that's yeah, pretty keep, freaking crazy. Keep an eye on it, yeah. Uh Alone in the Dark is getting a sort of remake um with David Harbour playing the main character. Oh, cool, cool. Dragon's Dogma 2, obviously. The original. Uh Dragon's Dogma 2, by the way, is March twenty second. It's like really soon. We're getting yeah, I'm so hyped. I mean, yeah, it's fun to be excited for games that are like on the cusp of releasing. Yeah. Like, yeah, I am I excited for GTA 6? Yeah, but it's going to be releasing probably October 2025 if I know anything about Rockstar. Yeah. Uh, uh Princess uh, Peach Showtime later in the year. Comes out March 22nd. It is the first Nintendo game in, tw- in 20 years to feature Princess Peach as the main protagonist. Yeah, didn't they do some Game Boy Advance ones? Uh-huh. Yeah. Let's see. I'm gonna skip through That's some cool. of these. Luigi's Mansion 2 HD. So switch port. Uh we're getting Ara History Untold is like a civilization type game that looks pretty decent. Oh, multiverses is getting its proper release. <laughs> I thought it already I guess it was a beta the whole time. I don't know. Uh, that game was fun for like two seconds. Yeah, I liked it a little bit, but I didn't play that much. I, I no, no. Actually, I put like eight hours a day into that shit, but and then I, I just quit. Yeah. Uh, Arc Two is supposed to come out sometime this year with uh, the the Vin, Di- Vin Diesel. They paid a lot of money to get Vin Diesel to do stuff for them. They have a Fast and Furious game. I'm Vin Diesel. Yeah. Avowed. A terrible Fast and Furious game. It's supposed to come out this year. Oh, That's... isn't that the kind of like Elder Scrolls killer I've been hearing about from Obsidian? Yeah, it's Obsidian's like it's supposed to be basically their take on an Elder Scrolls style game. Um, I haven't been following. I mean, that's gonna be close closely, to saying, but close to saying we get to Elder Scrolls Six for a while. Yeah, uh, so I'm all for it. Isn't it gonna be Xbox exclusive PC? Xbox exclusive? I think so, yes. I'll have to get it on PC then. Let's see. Uh Contra Operation Galuga. Oh, that'll be a fun one to get on the Switch. It it'll be the first main also, game uh, to the Konami's Contra Switch 2. Yeah. The Switch 2 is speculated to come out this year. Yeah, I have no idea what's going on with that. Uh, 
I've heard rumors that they're going back to an LCD screen so they can just release the Switch 2 OLED later down the line. Of course. Of course. I've heard rumors that it's going to be an 8-inch screen. Okay. Which isn't that about the size of the Steam Deck? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. And but there's also been rumors that they're gonna do like a 4K screen. Nintendo was like, no, we have there's no way we're gonna do that. Well, Nintendo that. prides themselves a lot too on being the affordable console. Yeah. If Nintendo released a five hundred dollar console, I think Well, I've heard rumors it's gonna be like four hundred. Yeah, I mean, I I could see that a bit, you know, with inflation and all that sort of stuff. I could see them charging for it. And I think, but if 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 Nintendo, gonna... if Nintendo released a console that was priced at like five hundred bucks, I think that wouldn't go well for them. And I think they and... that. Oh yeah. Well, I think they could though. I don't think they could. I. If it was. It, only if it was like a Steam Deck competitor, which it will be. It's gonna be its no, own. Well, well thing. my my reasoning is because Nintendo's main audience is not gamers. It's families. families it's kids. It's yeah. yeah. They they Nintendo has to fe- probably feels like they need to release something that parents can just feel like they can justify buying for their kids. And there's no they would go further than 400 unless they did yeah. like a pro model or something. Right, right. Maybe maybe they do a pro model that's more, but like they they would have to have an affordable. I've heard rumors console. that it will be able to run PS4 and Xbox One like title or type level titles. That would be uh, cool. It would compete with the Steam Deck if if they could do that. Yeah, to a degree. I mean, the Steam Deck can theoretically pl- play brand new games, just you know, well, at l- low to mid settings. Yeah, Steam Deck uh, is maybe PS4 Pro. Yeah, that's about where the Steam Deck sits performance and wise. I I do see. I'm a little bit conflicted because I do want the Steam Deck mm-hmm. definitely, but I'm also kind of holding out for the next thing. Right, my like either the Steam Deck two or or the the Switch two. If here, the Switch here, two looks like an, here's my main thing that I I want out of the Switch two, is backwards compatibility. Oh yeah, if I can play my entire Switch library and yeah, new games, I'm all for it. Yeah, that that's what I want because I own a lot of games on the Switch. I have a 500 gigabyte SD card installed on there with a ton of games. And there's games that even like I could play on PC that I play on the Switch because it's convenient. I can keep them installed, you know, to save room on my Steam Deck right. and all that sort of stuff. And if the Switch 2 came out and didn't allow me to play my Switch library on it. I would be more reluctant to buy the Switch 2 until but there were enough think about games this. for it to If justify. the Switch 2 can run PS4 level uh, generation games, in theory, it could run Red Dead 2. In theory, <laughs> yes. Yes. 
if it can do that and then some, and they yeah. have great new original titles, which they always do. Uh, and I've also heard rumors that it's coming up for the Switch too because uh, Nintendo kicked off the Switch with two landmark titles with their most popular characters was Zelda and Mario. Uh-huh. And then they just released two mainline Zelda and Mario games last year. Yeah. So it seems like a proper send off to the Switch. Yeah. For the Switch. No, and it makes sense because the Switch is becoming outdated. It's a great console. I love it. Oh, it's it been outdated since its release. Yeah. Um, really? But, um, but yeah, no, I, if the Switch 2 didn't have some sort of backwards compatibility for previous Switch titles, then it's it would it'd be this thing where I'm like I would not buy it until I felt like there were enough also games on it. I feel like at at this point in the space I feel like it kind of has to they have to stick with OLED. You can't yeah. go backwards unless their justification is the LCD version will be the cheap cheaper version. Right, like, right. and but you could spend an extra hundred or extra fifty for the OLED version. Then I, I would totally understand that. Right. Um, but when the Steam Deck is out phasing out its original version and going out, going to the OLED only, and whether Nintendo would admit it or not, or even say it or realize it or think about it, it is going to compete with the Steam Deck. Yeah. So it has to justify being the budget family friendly. I'm also friendly version am, of the Steam Deck, uh, even though the Steam Deck is incredibly user friendly. But I'm also you concerned know. about scalpers with the Switch too. Oh yeah, it's gonna go the same way as the PS5, where it's impossible to buy it. I mean, I mean, and and that's I mean, that's hopefully, hopefully, and Nintendo's pretty bad about uh, making enough supply for the demand initially. I, I hope I hope then they catch it's up. better because like the the PS5 is the type of thing where like the PS5 launched in what year did 2020. the PS 2020 it wasn't until maybe last year that you could regularly go to a store and just buy a PS5 pretty much it was still pretty tough it's, to it took a acquire couple, in 2021 it took a couple uh, years or to get to the point where you could reliably just go buy one. So, I mean... Right, yeah. Yeah, like... That's... So is there even a point in getting gigs? And that's something that uh, Valve has done a great job at. Valve's they have saying. enough supply for the demand. Yeah. yeah, they've sold out... Like, when the Steam Deck initially released, it was somewhat an issue. Yeah. Um, Unless you but already pre-ordered it. But, another, like, with the Steam Deck of... OLED model and everything... Yeah. Well, one of the things I've never had Valve's basically their approach to it was you order straight from Valve. Yeah. You go onto direct to consumer, you order it. And what they were doing was for a long time. And you can't get it in store. You can't now you can go get a Steam Deck at at a brick and mortar. Well, now you can just now you can just go buy it. But the first like year that the Steam Deck was out, what they were basically did was you just put yourself on a wait list. You you pay for yeah. it, put yourself on a wait list. As soon as they have one that's they've produced that they can send to you, they send it to you. But now which... the the only uh 
edition that I've seen that's been out of stock is the translucent special edition one. Yeah, but that makes yeah. sense because it's special edition, I guess, you know. Yeah. Um, but no, um, hopefully this the switch two doesn't go the way. Anyway, I think this episode is when do you think this switch two yeah. would actually release? Mid twenty twenty four or late for Christmas? Late for Christmas. Probably. Nintendo. Nintendo's gonna think first and foremost about like families buying for their kids and the general consumer because ultimately so what i've kind of if you look into it generally um like you and me who are like more active in like gaming news and things like that think about all these different consoles but when it comes to pure sales numbers nintendo is usually Oh, they kill it. I mean, people are like, let's buy a Nintendo. Let's, I mean, it's a household name and it has been for 40 years and it will never stop. The the seventh generation of consoles, the 360, et cetera. um, People argue about who won the console wars, the 360 or the PS3. No, it was the Wii. Financially, yeah. Yeah, if (laughs) if you're just talking about like what company won, it was the Wii. By... A stupid amount. Uh, the the switch also like why hasn't Nintendo discontinued the switch yet and moved on yet? Because the switch is still selling. Yeah, and people still like it. I still like it because I still play it every because day. Nintendo is a casual family gamer company. But the switch is in a special place where it's also a gamer thing. Yeah, I mean it's a great. It's one of my and... favorite consoles ever. But uh, let me. We can end this soon, but I want to show you something. This yeah. is for Colton. We can go on down and end this. <laughs> Anyways, all right. Yeah, we're gonna end this. Okay. Thanks for listening. I, I bet this one went on for like three hours. I wasn't keeping track of it, uh, unless Colton edits, edits it yeah, down. Two and a half. I don't um, know. <laughs> first anyways, episode, it's okay. Yeah, first episode of the year. Go follow us at Odd Drink Pod on Instagram. Um, give us a rating review on your platform of choice. And uh, we will see you next week. And hopefully not ramble as long. Or maybe not. <laughs> Can't make any promises. This is not a test. I repeat, this is not a test. The Odd Drunk Podcast recommends you follow their Instagram and join their Facebook group for more fun content. To visit all of our current streaming and social media platforms, visit the link tree in the description. If you enjoy the show, we would be appreciated it if you would leave a review on Apple Podcasts. The Odd Drunk Podcast would like to remind you to drink responsibly and not to drink and drive.